Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. kind of doing this on the road and I just woke up literally just woke up so um my alarm didn't go off so let's see here you got to remember how to do this because I'm on the road hit that button here yes hit this button right here yes so I can bring in the old Cuervo as well he's what he was the one who called me I just had woken up when he had called hit that button right here and then yes. All right. Bang. And we are there, and I'll go to my studio where I'm pretty sure that we have uh, Cuervo waiting because he had, he was the one that had called me. And go over here. So I'm a little bit off of my a little bit off of my game this morning, so it's a good thing I got a good co-host that can help me with this kind of stuff. It's Cuervo. On a Sunday morning on week number six of the NFL. How you doing, my friend? Thanks for the wake up call, but I just woke up right when you had called. But how you doing? I'm well, Sonny, and I figured I'd give you the courtesy considering I know you're in a different time zone today. I was like maybe That's exactly what it was. Time's off a little bit. Let me remind him that it's showtime, so we're all set and ready to go now. How are you this morning? I know you just woke up. Got to get that coffee. As you can tell, I'm yes. pep and awake, and I'm ready to talk NFL week, what, six? Yeah, week six. Week six of the NFL. That's exactly what's going on, and we're both uh, we're we're both as well as Tarvin and Todd I, you know, on uh, Thursday night football, uh, got the victory there. An interesting game there because I don't think anybody would have picked the Giants there. But it, it's really interesting. And the bad, what is the bad thing for the uh, Giants? 
not that I have too much sympathy for him because I'm not much of a of a giant guy. Um, I'm Eli hater, um, but uh, I'm not much of a hater more than a realist. This is I've been calling for four years. The bad thing about that game is that they lost the game. That's number one. Number two, that it was the only game talking. So you had. Giants talk, Eli talk, how bad this football team is talking for two days before you could get to, um, before you could get to today, well, actually three days. So you had Friday, Saturday, and today is Sunday. A lot of talk about how bad this football team, the football New York, the New York football Giants are. Yeah, Sonny, it, it, it's, it's unfortunate for the Giants because, like you said, I mean, it, it's been a two-day break. Uh, really two and a half, I guess, if you want to really be technical. But um, yeah, and, and, and nationally, the Giants have been getting slammed. And rightfully so. And I'm going to tell you the reason why, rightfully so. I know for you, your number one thing is, hey, Eli Manning sucks and needs to be replaced. Well, we could talk about that all day, Sonny. But I'm telling you right now, it comes down to one word. I don't care what football team you are, even if you're the Cleveland Browns, Okay. It comes down to one thing, and it and is summed up in one word, and that's effort. The Giants put – you can just tell. And the way they were playing that game, Sonny, the execution of, uh, of routes being ran, the execution of blocks being made, the execution of, uh, of just play calling, the effort just wasn't there overall for the New York Giants. And that's why, that's why they got, you know – destroyed the way they did Thursday night on national television, by the way, was not a good look for first-year coach Pat Shermer, was not a good look for Eli Manning, who people are doubting, doubting even more now after what he showed. And last but not least, as much of an Odell Beckham Jr. fan as I am, Sonny, because of his playmaking ability, look, what he did at halftime, right before halftime, shows that he is still immature and he needs to understand that it's not about himself. Look, we get it, man. You're the best receiver on the team. You're one of the best playmakers in the NFL. But you know what? It's not about you. And these wide receivers still, Tony, they still don't get it. These guys want the ball, and I get it. You know what I mean? Like, they, 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 they want to get paid, and they want the football. And that's fine. But you know what? If, if it's not your night, it's not your night. You're not going to have – 11 catches for 175 yards and two touchdowns every single game. You know why? Because teams know they're the best receivers. You know what they're going to do? They're going to double cover you. They're going to they're going to put a safety uh, watching you. Like that's what teams do. They they want to take the best weapon from the opposing team, which when you play the New York Giants, it's OW. Well, hold on. Arguably you saw from Saquon Barkley. Now you got to be worried about that kid, okay? So, so that's a good problem for the Giants, but they still have an underlying problem in the immaturity of Odell Beckham Jr. And if and if and he's then, not careful, Sonny, he's going to find his way out of New York City, <clears throat> packing his bags into, you know, somewhere he probably doesn't want to go. Well, that's a good point too. You, you think about some of the things as far as. Uh, of maturity and stuff like that, you you got a couple of problems. Number one, it is 
Eli Manning. That is the biggest problem with this football team right Absolutely. now because he is not accurate. But the problem, the second, it's kind of like the one and one A is is the Manning to Odell Beckham problem. The problem is is that, and I hey. I'm pat- my my arm hurts this morning, uh, Corvo, because my back hurts so much. Because you can just tell these guys don't like each other. I, I mentioned this, you know, when last year, you know, Odell Beckham wants a quarterback that can deliver the ball and deliver the ball right. We have talked about it on the show, and that hasn't happened. But here's the 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 problem. Really, number two is is the attitude of Odell Beckham not rubbing off on Jaquan Ball. Barkley, and that is something that the head coach and his organization that you cannot have, and they have got to get in front of that because if that is going to be, if that happens, this team is going to be completely lost. Look, this team isn't going anywhere this year. Everybody knows it, whatever the case may be. I I would almost say, I would hope that, um, or not hope, but if there was a way I could get away without losing my superstars, which would be Barkley, and unfortunately with the mouth that he has on him, that being Odell Beckham, I, how if there was a way that you could really honestly sit them and get them get them to next year, that's what I would want to do as an organization because those two are the ones that are going to be your future, not necessarily Eli Manning. Yeah, and 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 you know the Giants really shot themselves in the foot when. They committed to Eli, and, and and it's not last year when they had the second pick in the draft. It, it's been a couple of years now. They've had opportunities to go after a quarterback, and and they just don't do it. You know, they're 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 <clears throat> excuse me, committed to Eli, and, and and we don't see it now. But the New England Patriots are going to have the same problem. Okay, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying that Tom Brady is going to. Uh, have the lack of production like Eli Manning is, but what I'm saying is when it's time for these guys to step away, it's it's going to be it's going to be a, a big issue, and nobody's talking about it right now because you know Brady's playing at a high level still, and I get that, but let's just take Tom Brady out. Let's say I mean I'm not wishing it. Let's say he gets hurt today against Kansas City. What do the Patriots do from there? They, they pretty point. much they, they pretty much point. ran Jimmy Garoppolo out of there uh, because the owner was, you know, was loyal to Tom Brady, and that's fine. That's his decision. But at the same time, now what? What's your what's your contingency plan when Tom Brady goes down? If he goes down, okay, because that's you had you had that established, and, and, and Mr. Belichick. Tried to warn the owner, like, don't don't let this kid go. Don't let Garoppolo go. Now I get it. He's, he's out for the season with Torrey ACL. I know that. Aside from that, though, you, you saw what Jimmy G was doing for the 49ers, and, and, and he was and he had them going in the right direction. Um, but now you go back to New England, and what, what, what's the future for the New England Patriots, Sonny? Who? What are they looking at? If you really look at this, their 53-man roster, you look at it and you say, we can build off of this guy. Who's that guy in New England? If you remove Tom Brady from that, who's Sony Michelle, the, run, the rookie running back? Is it Josh Gordon, a guy that that has is on his 
You know, if a cat had nine lives, if Josh Gordon had nine lives like a cat, he's on number eight. Okay, he don't have. He's got maybe. He actually he doesn't have any more shots left in the NFL. If he screws this one up in New England, he's done. And he's he's still at such a young age with a lot of talent, and he's pretty much thrown everything away. This is his last shot in New England. So do you build off of him? Do you build off of Gronk, who they almost traded away in the offseason? Like, who's the one guy you're going to build off of, Sonny, if you're the New England Patriots once Tom Brady is gone? So that's, well, it's not going to be Gronk. It, it's not going to be Gronk because as soon as Tom Brady goes, so Gronk is gone. Yeah, Gronk will be gone. I mean, and he's even come out this, you know, in, in – sort of fashions already said that that was the way it was going to happen. No Tom Brady, I'm not going to be traded. Um, I'll be done. And here's the thing. All of them got all the money that they need. So the simple fact of the matter is, is that we got a situation of a couple of things. Number one, yeah, where are they going to be? Who's going to be the one that goes? Listen, they will fall. I don't think the Patriots will fall off the face of the earth because they'll figure out how to win football games. They won't, they won't go and be uh, Cleveland Brownist you know, as they move on without Tom Brady. They'll win football games, but it won't be what this football team has been used to for as many years as Tom Brady has been there. That That's that's one of the first problems in New England. Uh, the other problem, you know, as far as where that's going to be is finding the right person to fit that mold of what Tom Brady is. Right now, Jimmy G was about the closest thing right. He, he, getting rid of them, Getting rid of him, I don't know, good, bad, or indifferent. Who was the actual person that was involved with that to get that done? Was was it Kraft? Was it? I don't necessarily believe that it was the head coach of the football team, Bill Belichick. But that is going to be a problem for the future. Where's it going to be? Hell, who knows? But this is one thing that I do know is is that they got Tom Brady, and what I I think there's a gentleman's agreement with Tom Brady and what's going on when he's going to be. They'll let him know as soon as possible on what needs to happen. But here's another thing that will end up happening is is that any you know quality quarterback that will be available will probably be end up up there either a as a starter for a year or two until they find their next Tom Brady. So. It's the way it is. Let's do this, Cuervo. Let's take a look at the standings of what we have as far as our picks. Uh, Tarvin has t- he had monster week. He was twelve and two last week, and he has jumped up into the lead, um, and he has jumped up by three games uh, over you, Tarvin fifty twenty seven and two, followed by you at forty seven thirty and two, and then Todd at forty six thirty one and two, and then I am I, I just wow shoot me in the shoot me in the foot. It is at 43 and uh, 44, 33 and two is where I'm at. And speaking of that, we'll go ahead and bring uh, Todd in and let's get his opinion on the New York Giants and that football game. What's going on? Good morning, Todd. How you doing? Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on. What's up? Hey, um, yeah, that was uh, pathetic. You know, the thing is, if you don't have, if the New York Giants. If they didn't have Barkley on their team, they would be unwatchable. They didn't even look prepared for the game. They didn't look into the game. I'm not. I was not that surprised by Philadelphia coming in there and routing them. To be very honest with you, and as I say, the Eli Manning show is just tiresome and old to watch. And I don't really think the Giants really have any good outside of the running back. Really have really any strengths on that team. But I almost feel sorry for their defense because it's got to be very discouraging to see that offense constantly go 
uh, off the field quickly and not move the ball and keep that defense fresh. And uh, that was a joke of a game the other night. And, uh, you know, it's funny, you guys brought up Eli again. And if you noticed, listening to the broadcast, uh, <laughs> kind of not coming directly coming out and saying it, but they were, like, hitting about how the Giants kind of need to go to uh, – you know, a different a different quarterback, and they need to start looking into uh, Eli's replacement. I'm sure you guys heard the hints throughout the broadcast, especially from Aikman. I mean, everybody knows it. Um, and so what, what day did the Giants finally pull the trigger on this guy, Sonny? Or are they just going to rely on Barkley to sell tickets and hope they win two or three more football games? Because it's a bad, bad football team. And it was the perfect starting point for Philadelphia, maybe to kickstart their season. Because honestly, for the first time this season, they look like the champions of last year. Um, and that might have been the game that got the Eagles going. Well, we'll time will tell. But um, it was an atrocious game. Um, the Giants weren't even competitive, and uh, um, you could tell that the announcers were kind of PO'd about it because. You know, they want to call a good game, and that that was not a good football game at all. Definitely. And I, I'll tell you, as, as a guy who calls football games on the high school level, there's nothing worse than a, sh- than a blowout. It's hard to come up with things to talk about. It's hard to try to find the positives and things of that sort. So I will, I will attest to the, the frustration of the people that call the game because there's nothing worse as a, as a play-by-play guy um, uh, than a blowout. So... Uh, that that is definitely on it. So we got the idea of what's going on here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. You see where it is. Sunny has to come back and come back strong. We'll find out if that ends up happening. Doubt it. It's been, <laughs> but uh, so we went ahead and we've talked about the things that happened on Thursday night. Sunny is actually all set and ready to go. I got. It, it took me a couple of minutes to get started, and I first of all appreciate that for you gentlemen, to, uh, so where I can get caught up, and. We're ready to talk about the games of the NFL, week number six, and we're going to go ahead and start it right now as we're going to go to Arizona. Arizona is got off of 1-4, taking on Minnesota 2-2-1. Listen, they're not much better, but obviously the better football teams in Minnesota. I don't have a lot to talk about as far as this game. This was right there, but one thing the Arizona Cardinals do, are they're going to have to figure out a way to keep Larry Fitzgerald happy until they can figure out their quarterback position. And then number two, he's got to be good enough for Larry Fitzgerald to say, I'm going to put my body through yet another year, at least here in Arizona. This might be the year where we might lose a Larry Fitzgerald uh, moving forward, and that would kill this fan base. I'm going to tell you right now, Larry Fitzgerald is a god down here, Cuervo, and that would be the worst thing to happen to this football team. They'd much rather him retire, but listen, he's probably got two more years with them. The question would be is whether or not he would go to a New England or another football team or whatever the case may be, but the simple fact of the matter is, at least as far as today's game is concerned, Arizona going to Minnesota. I haven't had the, I, I took about two seconds to think about this game as I was looking at it before I moved on to the next one, which I think is interesting, So, but this game right here, not a lot to talk about in reality except for the fact that Arizona is so bad and Minnesota better figure out where the chemistry is going to come from this football team because right now they don't look like they have any. Cuervo? Yeah, Sonny, I mean, I, I know we've seen the game uh, uh, 
you know, just just for the face value of it, and you think, okay, Minnesota's going to have no problem beating Arizona. Not so fast, okay? I'm not saying Minnesota's going to lose this game, but at the same time, I don't think it's going to be as dominant of of a victory for the Vikings as everybody thinks. Look, you know, Arizona, I get it. They beat a, they beat a 49ers team last week without Garoppolo. But the fact is they still went in there and they, they went to San Francisco, took care of business. Uh, and how did they do it? Like they always do, Sonny, with defense, a little bit of special teams. They want, that's how they win games. All right. We all know that the offense is, you know, is, is pretty much uh, – it's, it's a slop sandwich, okay? We, we all know that. So they, they, they always find a way to, uh, you know, get, get a win when they need it. And that's how they did it last week, you know, as, as they always do. With, as we have come to know the Arizona Cardinals with, with the defense, with a little bit of special teams. And, you know, as far as Minnesota, um, you know, I mean, they got a big win last week too. Uh, you know, going into Philadelphia, getting quote unquote revenge on them from the NFC title game last year. Um, so both of these teams are coming off of, of good wins, wins that you know most people expected. And honestly, I think I think this is going to be a close game. Um, you know, this I think you know, Sonny, you you've been you've been questioning Kirk Cousins today. I think is a good a good test for him because Arizona's defense is still a good bunch. Okay. It's not what it used to be. And I get that, you know, Todd Bowles is gone. Tyron Matthew is gone. Patrick Peterson isn't quite the corner that he used to be still solid corner. Uh, and linebackers aren't, aren't as dominant either. Well, the front seven's not as dominant, but they're still good. So really, this I think this is a good test for Kirk Cousins to see what kind of quarterback, um, you know he is. I think I think we kind of see what he is already. And I, again, I know you're not a big fan of his, Sonny, but I, I, I'm more of a believer in Cousins than than you obviously are. So, uh, but today's gonna be a good test for him. Well, you you are right. Not a Kirk Cousins fan, and going into this one, they're lucky it's the Arizona Cardinals. But this one, like you said, it's that defense on whether or not what kind of game that the Arizona Cardinals are going to play defensively. Um, here, here's one thing I do know, and I heard the stat that Kirk Cousins broke a record uh, for completing 30 passes in four consecutive games. First of all, I didn't know that was a record. Number two, even whatever it is, it would, uh, I, I would have thought there's about, you know, maybe a couple that might have been more, but it's obviously not. The NFL knows their record book. Um, so Kirk Cousins gets himself in the record book for something right there. So that's a, there's a positive that if you want to look at it, um, but one of the problems here is the Arizona Cardinals really just even in that win with Josh Rosen and stuff like that, it, it hopefully sooner or later, at least for the Arizona Cardinals' sake, the light just flips on because the light hasn't flipped on right there for him yet. Should it be? Of course not. But the way that some of the new quarterbacks are coming into the league, that's what you want. You want the guy that will just the flip the flip of the switch will be very quickly and not really go to uh, actually to one and five for them because that's where they will end up. That having been said, the defense, you know, 
it, you know, it's it's one of the things as far as that is concerned. When you've got a football team that doesn't rush the football, I, and Minnesota's not known for it, but the Arizona Cardinals, you know, they they're going to have to figure out how to get their running game going so they can even it out because. You know, and and make sure whoever's going to be running the football in Minnesota doesn't run all over them. So, um, but Arizona Cardinals right now, it, it goes back to the early 2000s, and you know, as far as that is concerned, in the uh, 1990s, because the rushing offense right now, you know, you look at where they are, they're dead last. They're ranking at 64.6 yards a game, dead last, and that's with Larry Johnson. Um, so, uh, however. Larry Johnson has kind of moved it, or Larry Johnson, I'm sorry, it's not Larry Johnson, but John, I'll just say Johnson, I can't remember the kid's name off the top of my head. Here's what I do know, 774 yards, 48 receptions um, for 380, 80, uh, 384 yards. Now, that's 48 receptions. That's a huge number coming from a guy. So they're going to need to make sure they're there. On the other side, Minnesota, you know, they, they're going to have to figure out a way to to be a balanced football uh, team, not just for this game, but for the rest of the season. And that's where they are. So um, I, when I was looking at this, there was no question I had Minnesota in mind. Uh, Todd, who did you – what do you think about that, and who do you got? Um. I see it as a one-sided victory, Tripoli. I mean, I understand Arizona's defense is still in the bottom eight statistically in the league. They're giving up almost 400 yards a game. But um, the reality is is that, you know, Kirk Cousins has had a couple of monster yardage games, and that's why I say statistics lie. He's actually second in the league in passing yardage, and he has had a, a pretty good run. But you're right, Sonny. In the long run, um, the big story is Minnesota – has to find some kind of semblance in the running game, um, and they haven't they haven't had it. That kid from Florida State's not been healthy. Um, the thing is, this is a game today, kind of a game that they really need as a tune-up game. And I kind of throw out Arizona's win last week because let's face it, they faced a very challenged offensive San Francisco 49er team, and that game was uh, the Niners had a, a chance certainly to win the game, and the quarterback made a couple of interceptions. Better um, to the you know in the second half and um, Rosen's numbers were awful. They still won the game mostly because of defense. Ten for twenty-five, seventy something yards. Um, but obviously Minnesota is going to be a real learning experience for Josh today. And I love Josh. I mean, I saw him at UCLA for three years. I think he's going to be a quality quarterback, and he's going to certainly get a lesson today. And I think the Vikings feel they're back on track because that was a pretty large victory for them last week. They used the extra days off after that Thursday they lost to the Rams, and they look pretty darn good. Um, but today I, I have to say that um, Minnesota would not even need a great running game uh, to win the game. But I, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to score 40 points on them, but I think Arizona is going to be very hard-pressed to get much more than a, than a couple of touchdowns in that game. And, uh, Arizona yeah. doesn't really have anybody that's going to scare offensively uh, Minnesota, especially if you cannot run the ball on them. Uh, you're surely Josh is not going to be able to beat them through the air. So uh, this has trouble signs written all over it. And, uh, you know, if Minnesota wants to, as I say, continue to kickstart their season because they know the Chicago Bears are legitimate. Heck, even the Detroit Lions are getting more legitimate. They could ever put a couple games together. Uh, the Packers, that's a different story. I, I'm 
I'm with you on that. And we'll get to that later. But uh, um, heard about uh, now everybody's talking about Aaron Rodgers' knee again. And I guess you could say we told you so. Uh, but that came out all week that his knee is still bothering him. But anyway, um, I'm going for Minnesota to win this game fairly comfortably, stunning somewhere around a 30 to 10 score. Yeah, that yeah, I this shouldn't be too much of it uh, of, of a game. But Josh Rosen, you know, it, it's like I said, will it will it flip the switch? This is, this could be uh, you know in reality. Even though I'm all over Minnesota, so sad, I, uh, and I'm going to get to Cuervo really quick. But this could be that atypical trap game for Minnesota, uh, especially if Rosen does maybe all of a sudden become a, you know a good quarterback consistently throughout the whole game, or will he stay a rookie? That could be the big difference, along with the improvements on the defensive side of the ball, whether or not that they will be good. So, Cuervo, who you got in this one? Yeah, Sonny, I'm still taking Minnesota, but I'm just saying it, I think it's going to be a little bit closer than most people think. I just feel like Minnesota has shown a little vulnerability. Who did they lose to a few weeks ago at home? I'm trying to remember who it was. It was a team that nobody was expecting. Baltimore. Baltimore. Buffalo. There you go. So they lost to Baltimore. Buffalo. Nobody was really expecting that to happen. So but that shows that there are times where this Vikings team can have a lapse and – you know, lay an egg. Now, I don't think they're going to lay an egg, but at the same time, I think Arizona's going to go in there and they're going to give them some fits. They're going to give them some trouble. So, uh, I like Minnesota probably, you know, four to seven point game. That'll take us into the next game that's up on board, and I think this one's actually going to be a really good one, guys. I, even though I'm not a great big fan of at least one of these football teams, the other one. Yeah, I'm not actually both of them. The two and three Buffalo Bills who won last week uh, go to Houston, and the Houston Texans they are two and three. Uh, in very interesting games of teams that have not been able to live up to NFL standards and or expectations. So if you look at the Houston Texans, they are definitely not living up to that. But the big win last week. Um, over the Dallas Cowboys in the uh, the you know the fight for Texas in the uh, professional rankings. Um, frankly, that game should have been a loss for this Houston Texans team. They should have been one and four because Dallas not going on fourth down. Oh, believe me, Jason Garrett and the coaching staff uh, all week were listening to the fact that the you know plays like this. This is what we're talking about. This is why Jason Garrett needs to go. This is the reason why decisions on fourth down and you know. Making it, you know, all, all kinds of things that were going on in that football game. That having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. The Houston Texans are again at home taking on a Buffalo Bills team that shouldn't have, you know, shouldn't have been able to do what they have done, which was win last week. Uh, so, you know, right now we got two teams that maybe got lucky and should have got a win. I know a lot of people would say Houston, you know, probably should have won that football game, but it did take overtime for that to happen. Buffalo Bills, no stranger to doing it, but right now the Texans rank 22nd in total offense in their first two games to the uh, Patriots and Titans, but they moved all the way up to third after going 466 yards against the Colts and 462 yards against the Cowboys, which both of those games were Houston wins. 
Um, I'm kind of expecting the same thing in reality because really when I was looking at the Buffalo Bills, even though they got the win last week, Aguero, I'm, first of all, not completely uh, impressed with that one. Um, but one thing that the that Houston has got to understand, and they better be ready for it, is, is that the Bills have forced eight turnovers in their past three games, and they won two of those games. So that having been said, when you turn the ball over, you win football games. You get the ball in your hand, you got to get points. So right here, the um, – situation there. Buffalo better be ready for that because they rely on a lot of players uh, that can rush the football uh, with the, the defensive ends, uh, and you got to give them an opportunity to be able to get to get to the quarterback and things of that sort. Don't keep that defense out on the football field too long because of turnovers and things like that that the Buffalo Bills can cause. I was looking at this one. I was really quick to pick it, and then I was really thinking, uh, maybe not. Maybe this could be that game that the Buffalo Bills come out. I just can't do it enough because you got uh, DeAndre Hopkins on the other side right now, leads the NFL, averaging about 118 yards a game, and defenses had not been able to stop him very well. Uh, I'm on Houston on this one. I I don't like either one of these football teams in reality, but someone's going to win, maybe, if there's not a tie, but I'm up on Houston. Yeah, Sonny, I mean, it's, it's, it's really that, you know, for most people, we, I'll tell you, though, Buffalo is one of those teams where – there, I don't know if it's, if it's just me, but Buffalo seems to play better on the road than they do at home. And normally that's not the case. But for some odd reason, I just kind of feel like Buffalo is a team that does better. On, by the way, Buffalo was the team, now that I remember, Buffalo was actually the team that beat Minnesota. Uh, yeah, in Minnesota. So yeah, I, I I had a I had a lapse too in, in memory, so I kind of forgot myself. And you know, nobody was expecting the Bills to come out and, and do what they did, but you know, I think that we, we, this this kind of has that feeling of you know you, you think you know, but maybe you don't know. So I I, I something tell I don't know maybe maybe by the end of the show, Sonny, I changed my mind. But as of right now. My gut tells me that the Buffalo Bills are going to find a way to win this football game today. I don't know what it is. I can't really break it down too much for you. I think Buffalo has the defense to uh, be able to slow DeAndre Hopkins down, not shut him down, just kind of slow him down. And if that's the case, what does Deshaun Watson do from there? What, what's the next What's the next uh, option? Is it Will Fuller? Well, Will Fuller's he's, he's had a couple of uh, – injuries that he's fighting through is, is another receiver maybe they look at the tight end because honestly when you really look at it Sonny it's DeAndre Hopkins and then it's well, I don't know whoever's open that's the way the, the, the Houston Texans operate when it comes to the passing game yeah, Josh Allen's going to have to have a good game for that to happen. Um, but, you know, uh, LaShawn McCoy, been in rumor talks of going back to Philadelphia in the trade or whatever the case may be. How much will that have an effect in this game? Um, but uh, Sunday uh, was by far McCoy's best game of the year, 170 yards, you know. Uh, but 
it, what I think is really kind of interesting about that, even though the 170 yards, he's averaging 300, uh, 3.8 yards a carry in the last four games that he's played. And, frankly, you want to see more. Now, granted, I know I'm, everybody's expecting a lot. Uh, 3.8 is about as close as you could be to four yards a carry, which in reality um, isn't the worst as far as running backs are concerned. I think once he starts getting going, that will be a big thing. And it will be good for him in reality because if there is a trade that's going to happen with him going back to Philadelphia and stuff like that, the more yards the better. This could be kind of a showcase for him, uh, Shady McCoy, in today's game, especially if they could get the win. But um, I am on Houston in this game, uh, and Cuervo, as of right now, unless some, something comes down, is going to be up on Buffalo. Who you got, Todd? Yeah, I can see, honestly, um, out of week six, to be truthful to me, this is the toughest week I've had. There are, I've, I've been torn on, on several games, and I don't think his pick is that far-fetched. I did not go with Buffalo, and that is basically because of the fact that I think Watson – being the better quarterback, there's an old saying, you got to always go with the better quarterback. He find, he'll find a way. But I'll tell you quite truthfully, Sonny, I agree with you. Um, even though we, were, we just picked for fun, I was sweating bullets all game last Sunday night because I kept thinking to myself, what are the Dallas Cowboys going to put this away? The Houston Texans, you can just tell we're just giving them so many darn opportunities. I was just sitting there watching this, thinking to myself, when is Dallas going to put this game away? And especially when, G- when Garrett did not go for on fourth down, that was pathetic. That was absolutely ridiculous. What did he have to lose at that field position at that time of the game? You have to have confidence in your team. You've got Zeke Elliott. Um, and I agree with you. I thought that uh, I didn't blame Zach Rescott for hurting anything that happened in that game. And, and the only reason the Texans won is because Dallas kind of let them off the hook. And when you give Watson enough opportunities – Ultimately, he's going to find a way to make a big play. But that game should have been over with in regulation time. As far as I'm concerned, um, I, I, I can't stand either one of these teams, not because I hate them, because they're, they're hard to watch. And the thing is, uh, I think the Giants' offensive line is probably even as bad as it is. I, I cannot imagine really, honestly, a worse offensive line in my mind than the Houston Texans. And the thing is, the style that Watson has, I just cannot see how much longer he is going to last. Something is going to happen. I mean, he takes sacks. He takes hits so constantly. I don't know if he's even going to survive this season. I, I just I get scared watching his style, and especially with a bad offensive line. Um, this is going to be an ugly game. The reason I went with Houston, because, you know, J.J. Watts having a big-time season with six sacks, um, they run the ball fairly effectively, whether it's Lamar Miller or Blue. Not great, but they run enough, I guess. And, you know, the thing is, though, it's all going to come down to Watson having to make the plays to Fuller or Hopkins, who leads the league in, rece- in receiving yardage. And um, I just don't trust the Bills enough offensively. And, um, you know, McCoy's not healthy either. Um, so I, it's going to be a very, very ugly kind of a game. Um, that only peers really are going to enjoy watching. Um, but you're right, I don't really see a lot of points put up by either side. The only reason I went with Houston uh, is because the better quarterback. The Josh Allen could be that guy down the line, but it's still kind of early for him. But in Buffalo cannot be ruled out either. I mean, their road win at Minnesota was darn impressive. The thing is about the Bills, to me, though, 
Um, it's it's the offense that the deep, you know, how effective or ineffective they are is what happens to the defense because statistically the Bills are good defensively, but they still get up 24 points a game, which tells me either they're giving up a lot of big plays at the wrong time or their offense is putting them in a bad position field position-wise and their teams are capitalizing. But um, I'm going to go with the Texans here, but uh, it's shaky. Yeah, Houston's one of those teams. They, they, they just drive me nuts watching them. But it, it is what it is. And um, it would be a question, uh, Cuervo going out on the limb right there. I, I, I didn't want to even – I, I, I think that's not even a bad pick. Because most of these teams, they can lay an egg at any given second. So it's not even a, that's not even a bad pick as far as I look at it. Take the sense of the next game is the Carolina Panthers are three and one. They've won two games in a row. Washington are two and two. They lost last week, and the Redskins right now are on top. I, I, I'm, I'm saying that the Redskins are on top of the NFC East, and right now uh, they, they've got a lot of momentum. Uh, going into this game against Carolina, they are at home. Never mind the fact that the uh, you know Panthers being three and one, they've won two games in a row. They had to win a game at, at the last second without it being Cam a big long field goal, sixty three yards in order to get the victory uh, last week, which it was incredible by the way. Uh, but right now, you know, I, I'm looking at this game and. You know, knowing what I know about the Washington Redskins, I, first of all, I, Jay Gruden, I think I like the guy. Uh, he is probably about as plain as uh, Joe Bugle back in the days of the Arizona Cardinals head coaching. But right now, that's what they need to do. And Alex Smith right now, even though he's had a lot of rough games, as a matter of fact, the worst since last week was Monday when, when you know, It's a horrible football game. Uh, But that having been said, this is a football team right now that has been decimated with some injuries, Cuervo. So I'm looking at this game, and as much as I want to kind of pull the trigger on Washington, the fact that they're missing some guys, you know, wide receiver uh, Dotson's out, uh, uh, Paul Richardson's out. uh, Well, he's actually going to play, but he might be out. Uh, Crowder's got a problem. There's uh, there's an illness going through the the, – uh, locker room right now. A couple people are actually physically sick, not because of injury, but just physically sick. That's a problem um, in, in reality. And Carolina Panthers, they get on that. They get on that. You know, winning streak like they do for the last two, uh, a couple of years back, where they won two, eight games in a row, like two years in a row. Yeah, that's all. That's all this Washington Redskins team needs. Uh, but they're getting the job done without it being Cam, at least so far. But the you know still can't stand the guy. But at the same time, I think the uh, Carolina Panthers, Cuervo, are the better team coming into this game Sunday. Yeah, they absolutely are, Sonny. And and I, I don't have the record. What's the, what is the Redskins' record right now? So aren't they like one and four? Two and two. They they're two and two right now, Cuervo. Two and two. Okay, so they had their bye week already. Um, I mean, look at look at last Monday night. Look at how bad they looked. Um, yeah, it was the Redskins at the Saints played. Yeah, they, it was. I mean, that that right there tells you the story. And I and I try telling people, and maybe I'm the only one that believes this, but I try telling people, going from Kirk Cousins to Alex Smith was going to be a downgrade. And in my opinion. 
I think it, that's exactly what it has been. Okay, Alex Smith still hasn't shown the confidence to to go for for certain throws. Uh, you know, he's captain checkdown. Just just like Eli, Eli Manning has no choice, but but Alex Smith does. You know, he's got some boxing, and, and he just doesn't do it. So with that with that really. It just tells me that just Alex Smith is not a guy that you're going to be able to really win with. I know he got some things done in Kansas City, and that's great. I think the talent around him really helped him out tremendously, though, and and a good defense. He doesn't really have a whole lot going on in in Washington, you know. And then for the Carolina Panthers, you know, they're just they're healthier uh, now that they have Greg Olson back, and he's still, you know, he's still recovering from his foot injury, but he's going to be in the lineup. Uh, that's going to be a big confidence boost for Cam Newton. Uh, he's got his favorite target back now, uh, but I think I think the the Panthers should be really careful about that because that foot can can come back and 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 hurt him at any point in time. Uh, Absolutely. So I think I think the the Panthers I think Ron Rivera's got to be very careful in how he utilizes uh, Greg Olson today. But but I think it's a huge boost for for Cam and for the whole team to. To have their you know all pro tight end back in the lineup, so everything everything points towards the Panthers winning, Sonny. But Again, however, the Redskins are one of those teams that when you don't expect them to play well, they play well. Um, so this is this is another tricky one. I tell you, there's some tricky games this week, guys. It, it, it's hard to miss. This is the time of the year where it's really like you're you're scratching your head to the point where it's almost bleeding because you're thinking about it so much as far as which way you're going to go with certain games. Definitely. I, you know, as much as when I looked at them, I went really quick. This is how I did this week's games. I went really quick. I looked at the games, picked them immediately. I didn't even, I didn't even look at any uh, going through and breaking it down. And I picked them immediately. My, my, uh, my lineup is set. I know who I want. And, and I'm hoping on a couple of them that you guys will bail me out and may, ha, have me make the right decision. Um, right now, I'm just not there, at least for this football game, because you're right, Alex Smith, you know, captain checkdown. That's exactly what this guy does, and that's what he brings to the football team. But defensively, you know, the Washington Redskins are not a bad football team. Now, you can't – I know that's a stupid statement to make, especially after they just got rolled in New Orleans, but it is New Orleans, it is Drew Brees and he was playing for a record. There were just so many things that against him going into that game that Washington just showed up. They didn't They didn't really – I don't even think in their mind they knew they were going to win that football game, even if they were playing good. But that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. Um, you got to go out there and at least put forth an effort. We didn't see that really in reality at Alex Smith this, week, uh, this past week on Monday. And, of course, then they get the short week because they played on Monday. Now they're uh, out on the football field. Um, I just don't see a lot for me to go ahead and pull the trigger for Washington. I don't know about you, Todd. What are you looking at in this one? Another tricky game, though. I had to think about it. As I said, Corbin was right. This is the toughest week I've had, and this was a tough thing. But now that, you know, Greg Olson's back, that's to me the difference. He's the safety valve. He's the guy that can get in the middle of the field and make plays. And, and the thing is, McCaffrey's had a great year running the ball. The Redskins are a much tougher team at home. You're right. And statistically, they're very good, especially at home. Defensively, the Redskins are in the top five in the league. Um, and so they definitely have some players there. And 
uh, on the defense uh, that can get after the quarterback a little bit. But uh, the thing about it is between uh, McCaffrey, uh, Greg Olson being back, uh, Cam Newton's ability to maybe stretch out and make plays. And the thing is, I don't understand, though, Sonny, about Alex Smith. I mean, I don't know if it's a stigma, coaches are afraid or whatever. I noticed the same thing last week. It's constant checkdown. And the thing is, Alex Smith is not incompetent. I mean, I, you know, everybody said, oh, and all he does is throw the little short dink and dunk passes. And then last year we saw him in the Kansas City offense, and how many games did we see him, guys, that he made big plays, he made long throws, he's capable of doing it. Um, but why, uh, you know, uh, the coaches, these coaches don't seem to trust him fully to do that, I don't know. Um, I don't have any idea. Maybe the fact that they don't trust the Redskins receivers, which are very, very shaky. Maybe they can't get open. I don't know. I mean, I'm not on their, their coaching staff, but I mean, I do think Alex Smith is capable of better uh, than what we see, but um, there has to be a reason why these coaches are designing these conservative game plans for him, because he has shown the ability to big, big plays. I saw it last year all the time. So um, that's, you know, very questionable, but um, the thing is right now, Carolina is playing better football. The Redskins, only reason I would give them a chance in this game is because they're far better in FedEx field than they are on the road, like a lot of teams are. But, um, you know, Carolina's got McCaffrey. And, again, the Redskins don't really have anybody on the offensive side of the football right now that's really going to scare them. I don't really see Adrian Peterson being able to do a lot against the, against that, uh, the front seven of the Carolina Panthers. Um, yeah. So, it's I, I, I mean, I personally don't. Um, you know, Carolina is, is, has struggled a little bit defensively at certain times. They're doing up 375 yards a game. But, um, you know, would the Redskins be able to exploit that with their offense? And um, the way their game plans are, the short stuff, and needing 12, 14 plays to score, I think that's going to be a tough task against the, uh, against the Carolina defense to be able to do that. So, um, again, um, I don't look for the most exciting game in the world, but uh, I think the Greg Olson factor is huge. And I think if he was not back, I probably would have picked the Skins, truthfully. But uh, I'm going to have to go find yeah. everything. Well, I think they're a better team. Definitely. And, you know, it, it, this, is, this is a game that where it comes down to the final minute of the game, and we'll be watching that on Red Zone in the final minute, which, by the way, there's not very much more excitement than watching Red Zone at the final minute of the first uh, first set of games. It don't get much better than that. So, all right, guys, we've hit the uh, top of the hour. What we're going to do is we're going to go into a break. Sonny needs coffee, which means i got to go make it. Uh, so I'm going to go make some coffee uh, during the break. So everybody take about a five-minute break. We'll come back. With the uh, right, with Cuervo's favorite team uh, up on the board to start on the other side, and if you don't know who's Cuervo's favorite team is, you'll find out on the other side. But if you've been listening to this show long enough, you should know. So we'll take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. You're listening to that being said, week number six of the NFL. We'll be right back. This is Sonny Clark Radio, voice of your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Do you need a website but not sure where to start? Baggies will listen to your needs, find out what's important to you, and provide a game plan to help you and your business succeed. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. 
This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your outlet. Eagles letting you know about Baggy's Web Solution. Why should you choose Baggy's Web Solution? We believe in giving our client the ultimate in flexibility. We only use the industry standard software, providing you with almost limitless options when configuring your website and email. Want to use WordPress? No problem. Want to use Google Apps for email? No problem. So call Baggy's Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggy's Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Karen McKinney of Budget Blinds of Rowlett. Find a little inspiration by browsing our product, whether it be the latest trends, child safety, or smart home technology, and more. Contact Karen McKinney at 972-722-9300 or visit her on the web at budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. You can also learn who they are as well as their approach and products, and you can also schedule a free home consultation. Again, contact Karen at 972-722-9300 or log online, budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. Newly constructed, this lovely colonial couple features charming design and an asymmetrical roof. Household comes pre-furnished with one full cat and two sets of matching parents. Bright accents and pleasant decor. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. Built in 2004, this Midwestern family boasts strong foundations with sunny interiors. Plus, two twin-sized girls, one fixer-upper son, and one built-in bloodhound. Also comes attached with walk-in in-laws, located just around the corner. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs. For homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles asking, are you dealing with unpleasant smells or odors in your home? Is there a foul odor that you just can't find? Your best bet is to contact my friend Michael Smith of Lone Star State Mitigation. Mike is an expert when dealing with pet odors, urine, smoke, or unpleasant smells that you just can't pinpoint. He's also an expert in dealing with issues after a pipe bursts in your home or an emergency that causes damage. You need to contact Mike at Lone Star State Mitigation. Give him a call at 469-360-2997. Lone Star State Mitigation, restoring the calm after the storm. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about perfection body sculpting. Are you tired of seeing those love handles? Or do you just want to change your own image of yourself for a new you? Make sure you check into Perfection Body Sculpting located in the heart of Rowlett. 
A $69 initial consolation fee includes a 30-minute session of Laser Lipo. So start the New Year's off with a new amazing special from Perfection Body Sculpting. And remember, your goals are our highest priority. Contact Tammy at 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionsbodysculpt.com. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. And welcome back into hour number two of the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's week number six. You're listening on Blog Talk Radio. I am Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio on our Sunday morning tradition that continues into the ninth season, our 36th episode. Thanks for joining us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we continue on into week number six of the NFL. Cuervo, for some reason, has bailed. I don't know if he's going to get the high and tight, so the promise of his favorite team will come back for until he gets up on the line. We'll go ahead and move into the next game that I have set up on the board. It is the one and four Indianapolis Colts to take on a two and three New York Jets team. And I'm listen, I, I'm not falling for the Jets. Now the Jets they get that big, big victory, and they very much needed to end the three-game losing streak last week. And on the other side, you look at the Colts, they hope to do the same thing as both of them lost last week, but Indianapolis is on a three-game losing streak uh, with their quarterback, and one of them goes back to um, a bad, maybe a bad decision from the head coach to go for it. I don't know, but Frank Wright just, Frank, Frank Wright just wanted to win a football game, um, you know, but here's one of the things, you, if you're Indianapolis and you're sitting on the bottom of the AFC South, now remember, you know, this is a, a division that was normally theirs. This is something that wasn't uh, anything that was any great big, you know, as far as the things that happen from week to week. This is something that you knew was going to happen, um, which was Indianapolis maybe winning by default. But, man, all the other teams in the AFC South are picking that up, whether it's Tennessee or Houston or Jacksonville. So now with Andrew Luck, maybe not necessarily – I don't know if he's back 100%, if there's something wrong. I don't know. All I know is, is that it's one and four. The New York Jets, two and three. Uh, both of these teams sitting on the bottom of their respective divisions. Um, so someone's going to get a big one here today. New York Jets are at home. Indianapolis are a football team that really, you know, could use a lot of things to help them win this football game. Um, and, you know, it's not. I don't think it's because of lack, lack of effort. I don't think it's even lack of having, you know, um, a lot of confidence in everybody that's out on the football field. But it's the same old, same old when you're talking about 
about the Colts in reality um, because their defense is not what they need to be in order to get the the all-important W tick up underneath that side, at least to this point, as they're one and four. So I'll shoot this over to Todd. Todd, take a look at this game. What are you looking at in this one? Very torn. I was very torn with this game, Sonny. I mean, the Indianapolis Colts team to have lived on the road all season. They've had a lot of road games. Seems like every week they're on the road. And um, I do think that's uh, be a factor. You're right. I don't think Indianapolis is nearly as bad as the one and four record indicates. I mean, you look at most of these losses, it's making a play here or there or at the end of the game that is making the difference. And I don't necessarily blame that all on Andrew Luck. There's always reasons for these things, but uh, they, as they say, bad teams lose the close games. It's a, it's uh that's what they that's a theory that's gone on for centuries. So, um, you know, the thing is is that no, I'm not getting excited about the Jets because they beat Denver. Uh, you know, but the thing is you do have to respect their running attack. And the thing is in the National Football League or at any line of sport in football or any level, if you run the football well and the other team can't run the football well, um, you're gonna have a major advantage. And one thing the Jets do do between Crow and Powell, they can run the football. And if they run the ball that effectively, Crow is the only running back in the league study with over 50 carries. I looked at this. That's over six yards a carry, which is which is pretty darn impressive. Powell helps them out in that area as well. So they have two decent running backs, and we saw that in the opening game against the Detroit Lions. Um, Sam Darnold didn't really do that much last week. He didn't have to. Uh, because the running game was so dominant. They rushed for like 230 yards against the Broncos. Um, The thing is, is that Indianapolis really does not have very much either as far as the running department is concerned, uh, which hurts them here. And um, the fact that it's in New York, I don't know if there's necessarily going to be any weather issues because I haven't really checked the weather report. But, of course, any element issues that have killed the Jets as well here uh, as Indianapolis plays in a dome. But um, I mean, I, I have to say that I think it's a game to be very honest with you that can really honestly go either way the way I look at it. Um, but, you know, Indianapolis is defensively is they're okay, but they're still giving up 24 points a game. The Jets are only giving up 21. Um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm picking the Jets to win this game. Um, it's going to be very close, though. It's certainly not going to be the blowout that the Jets had last week against Denver. I mean, any game that Luck plays, you're going to have a chance to win. And I, I agree. I don't think I'd really notice anything wrong with his arm. I mean, he's he's making all the he's making all the throws. Um, you know, Indianapolis is going to have an advantage in the passing game. We know that already. Uh, the Jets are going to play a very very conservative team, and they they you know they're basically their calling card will be to run the ball put Darnold in a decent position to be safe, not make mistakes. And I have to think that the Jets' running game will be the story of this game, uh, in my honest opinion. Um, even though, as I say, they don't pass the ball very well. But um, I'm going to go with the Jets to, 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 to win a very, let's say, a close, another ugly kind of game. Yeah, and I was looking at this one. I immediately, when I looked at it, I went – Indianapolis and that so when I first did all the games and I did this on Thursday and before I had the opportunity to even look at the games yesterday 
uh, to, you know, kind of look at what's going on. You look at what's going to happen right now. I, you know, th- right now, the, the Colts have always been playing from behind, not just in this year. That's just what this team has been made up of, and hopefully Andrew Luck can get the job done if he's in the lineup. That's what's so far um, the, the teams are all set and ready to go. I mean, because right now um, they're 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 29th in a rushing offense, which means they're really can you know putting the weight up on the shoulder of Andrew Luck to throw the football game, throw the football as he has done so in the past two games. 121 passes in the past two games. That's the most ever. Uh, in his career, so you, you got to look at look at that. Then you also have the offensive line for the Indianapolis Colts not being completely healthy. Um, so that's another thing. Guys running for his life over there. So um, when you're starting five different combinations on your offensive line in six games, that tells you that this is a football team that's not healthy, and they're still trying to figure out what they're going to do about it. And which means they got yet another uh, a, a new running set that's our new offensive line set that's going to start this week. T.Y. Hilton, he's got a hamstring chest injury, So, and the tight end Jack Doyle with a hip. You know, I, all this, you know, I, I found out, of course, after I just looked immediately and said Indianapolis. Um, and like you said, this is a football team that's been on the road most of the season. They been on, I think they've been on at home once. If it has been, it's been twice. But there's still four games that they've been out on the road. So um, I, I don't know. Sam Darnold, I think he's got to get better. Um, he's, but here's one of the good things for him is that they do have the running game. So the running game is huge uh, for them. And on the other side, the Indianapolis Colts uh, have it. Everything right now, when I look at this game, is pointing at the Jets to win this football game after I was looking at the numbers. But I, I just this, – this is just a gut feeling. I'm not going to go with the Jets even though they're home because this is a football team that's a bad football team. And I'm going to say it, and I know it's not a very popular opinion. I don't think they're a good coached football team either. And I think that could not, be the difference. I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying Frank Wright's the best, but this, this football team, go ahead, Todd, is not necessarily the best coach team in the NFL. No, I'm just I, I don't interrupt you. No, I agree with you. I'm not a Bulls guy at all. I I, I wonder sometimes and he kinda of reminds me of Vance Joseph. Does he really know what he's doing? I guess I maybe I shouldn't put him in that category because I'm I'm really kind of down right now on my coach, but it seems like uh he's uh just uh, looking for straws. But, um, you know, the thing is that you can't get too emotional based off one performance. And the Jets had a big performance last week. As a Bronco fan, I sat there embarrassed uh, watching the Jets run at will against against us. It was, it was sickening. And as a fan and what's happened to that Denver team, um, you know, as I said, the Jets – the Jets are, are pretty decent at, in, in pass defense, Sonny, and they also can get to the quarterback – at 14 sacks, which is a problem because I don't know how many times Luck's been sacked. I haven't checked that, but I, it just seems like he's running for his life every time we watch him. Um, he doesn't really have a lot of support, and I agree that Doyle's an important part of that passing game, and uh, th- that's my that's my personal opinion on that. But um, I, I like the Jets to win this game, as I said, but it, Believe me, I, I wasn't arrogant about it. It's, it's a shaky pick. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, you got to figure that Indianapolis is going to get over the hump one of these times. I mean, 
there were games, even in the Eagles game, so you remember correctly, it came down to the darn, you know, last series of the game that seems like every single week the Colts are in a, in a situation. Now, I checked the weather today. It's actually going to be pretty good weather, 62 degrees and no rain. So the weather will not be a factor uh, in New York. So, anyway, all things equal, um, I just – I favor the fact that I – think that the Jets will be able to continue to run the ball effectively enough to keep luck off the field as much as possible. The Jets are good at time of possession. That's why I call, That's why I picked this. But uh, if this game was in Indianapolis, I would have picked the Colts. It's one of those. It's, it's a 50-50 proposition. There's pros and cons for both of these sides. I don't trust either of these sides. I think maybe the Colts are probably a better team. They just have not showed it, I mean, at the end of games. I do not think they're a one and four type team. They're probably more on the level that should be around a 500 record, but they're not. So that's why I went with the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of those things where you, you've got to decide what you're going to, you're going to buy into. And, and that is huge, uh, you know, as far as that's concerned. And uh, Cuervo, you weren't back on the thing. So we moved to the Indianapolis game what are you? Oh, hold on. Wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Let me move this up to here. Hold on. Everybody's just going to have to hold on while Sonny does something. I got that. Well, of course, if I could learn. Where, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? This is, this is making me mad. There. Hold on. And, well, let's do this. I can't find it because I'm on the road and I'm no really not. Brian Tarvin, how you doing this morning, my friend? What's up? Good morning, guys. Good to see, ready, good to see ready you for there. a great NFL Sunday. And, yeah, after what happened to you yesterday in college, you guys are looking forward to something, right? Hey, I predicted it at least. I take I take peace <laughs> knowing that. I predicted Tennessee to beat Auburn, so I know my team. I, they've thrown in the towel. It's over. Definitely. By, by the way, here, I, I don't want to admit because I like the song, so I found the intro. So he's finally back good in, and we're all set and ready to go. We got the Cuervo yeah, up online. Anymore. How you doing, Cuervo? Be told I was thinking the same thing you were. I'm like, there's no, I, my team has no chance of winning this game. And they came out and they, they played, they played a good offensive game. I, I don't know what to say. That's why I haven't said anything. I've been shocked. Even after a night. That's why. Game. That's why I hate. That's why I hate college football, and that's why I love college football. You never know what in the hell's coming. You never know. Yep. And, right. and, that, that, and, and that's what makes it so great. So here's what I'm going to do, guys. All right, I'm going to throw this over. We're talking about the Indianapolis Colts uh, taking on the Jets. I'm going to swing it over into Cuervo and then let Tarvin jump in there as well, talk a little bit about this one while I, I'll have you in my ear, but I'll be getting coffee. So Cuervo, and then we'll get to your team. Um, Indianapolis Colts and, and the Jets, what are you thinking? Oh, God, you know, if I could take a nap during this one and there was no other game on, I definitely would. I think I would I, – I'd take a rain check on this one. That's how bad this one's going to be. But, you know, honestly, um, I, I think I like uh, leaning more towards the Colts. I just like the way Andrew Luck has, has come back to what we know him to be. And 
you know, the, the running game of the, of the Jets last week looked phenomenal. I mean, they looked like they, they looked unstoppable. But how often is that going to happen? Like, how often are we going to see a, a, a running game like that for any football team be that successful? I, I don't expect that to happen again. Um, so I'm going to go with the team. You know, you guys talked about it earlier. Sometimes you just got to go with the team that has the best quarter, the better quarterback. And the Indianapolis Colts have the better quarterback. So that's well, somebody the needs to go on mute or something. Yeah, I'm somebody in my needs to go on mute. I'm about to shoot myself. Well, I'm with you, Clairvo. I like I like the Colts in this game. I like Andrew Luck, and the, the Colts can actually stop the run. So I'm going with the best quarterback in this game. I don't care where it's being played. I'm going with Andrew Luck. Somebody, please mute their damn phone, please. Not me. <laughs> it's quiet in here. All right, Sonny, while you're at the QT dealing with a bunch of crazy people, you need to mute it. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, Sonny, but, uh, but, uh, but, yeah, like you said, somebody's got to mute their phone. I think they, I think I missed my, my team, uh, breaking their game down, uh, Chicago and Miami. We haven't fixed that game yet. Yeah, we haven't fixed that game yet. Oh, you have it? Okay. I guess y'all already yeah, we haven't been to Chicago, Miami, yet. your boys. Yeah, that's my guy. Sonny, are you there? I don't well, know. Well, why don't you start it up? We'll talk about it. Sonny, Sonny, hit mute. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. So, guys, um, as, as we just talked about, you know, Bear, the Bears going down to Miami where, where – there's some history there, um, obviously going back to 1985 when when the Dolphins were the only team to beat the Bears in the 85 season. But, you know, I mean, you look at you look at Miami and, you know, they started off hot. What were they, 3-0? and And now they're 3-2 and because they ran into some, some quality teams in the Patriots and the uh, – and the uh, I'm trying to remember who they played last week. But, yeah, they, they ran into two quality teams and, and – uh, you know, Cincinnati. It's, it's kind of like reality. Yeah, Cincinnati. There you go. Thank you, Todd. And, and reality is kind of set in now on, on the Miami Dolphins. So, the Bears coming off a bye week, uh, much needed. Uh, you know, a couple of, couple of injuries uh, that they've been dealing with and whatnot at the receiver position. So, you know, I, I look at this one, and, again, you know, Todd, we were talking about it earlier, and, Brian, I'm sure you'll agree – this is this is a tough week to pick games because, of course, I want to go with my Bears. At the same time, though, Miami, it, 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 there's one of it's just, they're another one of those teams where you, you Come don't on, expect a solid play a good game. But Brian, think about it. I mean, how Brian many times have they said at the door at and, and you know, they, the doors blown off of them, and, and they wind up playing a good game. Quit trying to blow smoke up Miami's ass. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't They're know. Awful. The, the, the Bears will beat them by two touchdowns. That's how close it'll be. But, 
Well, you know, the Bears, I mean, I mean, looking at the numbers, everything really kind of puts up on, as far as the Bears are concerned, set up for them to be good, um, you know, looking at the numbers. Um, but, you know, I, you know Quirk, I'm going to defend my co-host uh, on this one. Um, Miami at home are just a different football team. But there's – oh, oh, you want to talk Jekyll and Hyde. My God, that's what this football team is. They can't be good one week and be bad. The, they're, but the fact of the matter is, is that Miami Dolphins are just missing consistency and playing the game, you know, week in and week out on a regular basis in a good way. And they just haven't done it, and that's the problem. So that's what – Oh, that was true. Terrible. Crazy knucklehead of terrible. And, and, and I get where they're coming from, but but they always get up for these big games, and this is a big game. It is the Bears. The Bears, you know, right now three and one right now, and really with, with Mac on the other side of the ball, I completely get it. This thing is lopsided when you just start talking about the game. But in Miami, they just win football games. They have no business winning, and that's what you what you get with them. And I, I get where Cuervo's coming from in this one, as far as that's concerned. Because my question to moving forward with Miami is, is what kind of football team they're going to be. But I've been asking that same question for years and years and years. So what they're going to do is continually do what they do, okay? Which is win games they have no business uh, uh, winning and beat the, uh, and lose to bad football teams, which has been their, their mo for the last few years. So there's a lot of things in this one that I like about it. I hope it's on red zone a lot for your uh, sake, but Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky ha, has been outstanding uh, for for this football team, and he he had, this guy I think in reality, along with Mac, have given this this football team in reality. You know when they you know the, the uh, when you're having a heart attack and they got those those uh, paddles. That, uh, you know, heart panels. They, that's that's what these two have done to this football team. One on the offensive side of the ball, one on the defensive side of the ball. So every time they're out on the football field, whether it be Mac or whether it be Trubinsky, everybody's yelling clear because here they go. They're they're they are restarting their heart of this football team in reality, and that's what you're getting. And when I was looking at this game, this one was simple in my mind. I'm going Bears, but. On the other side of that, Cuervo, I'm there with you. I'm, I'm right there on that Miami, and I'm so much so, I'm, I'm leaning towards uh, the Miami Dolphins in this game. So when you're looking at the game, Cuervo, who are you going to finally just go ahead and pick in this game? Are you going to take the stretch and take Miami, or are you going to keep it with Chicago? You guys are crazy. You know, <laughs> it, it, no, it really is tough, though, because – Again, I mean, Miami's just one of those sneaky teams that just, they just, you know, like a volcano. They just erupt out of nowhere and you don't expect it. So, uh, but, you know, I mean, coming off of a bye week, um, you know, big win against, you know, at the time a hot, uh, you know, team that was on fire in, in, in you know, Fitz, Fitz Magic, as Sonny loves to call him in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, you know, and on top of that, hey, Mitch threw six touchdowns. Two weeks ago, he's going to keep the arm sleeve on. That's been the big talk in Chicago. Don't ask me why, guys. I have no idea why that's such a big deal. I don't know. But he's going to wear I guess it brings good luck. Whatever. Look, I'm still going to pick the Bears, but with a lot of with a lot of caution on it. So if that makes any sense at all. 
Um, but it's going to be close. I, I, if, I if, if, if this game was going to be close, if this game was going to be close, Chicago would be a three-point favorite on the road. They're a six-point favorite on the road. Meaning, if this game was in Chicago, it wouldn't be at least a probably a fourteen-point game. So, God, come on, get real. I, take Miami. Uh, I'm telling you, take take Miami. I'm telling you guys, I, take a hey, bet on it. Cuervo, I'm going with you on this one. I am actually taking Miami in this game. I, I and and it, it, I know who the listen. I'm Sonny Clark. I may be an idiot, but I know who the better football team in reality is. But it's Miami. The, the unpredictability of this football team week in and week out. You never know who they're going to beat, and then they beat teams they're not supposed to. And that's where I'm on this one, Todd. I mean, quickly on this one, he says we got four on the line. Love it. Um, yeah, I'm not, what do you I'm think, not, real quick? I can't pick Miami. I mean, Max can have a lot of tackles. Miami's top rusher is Gore, 200 yards, washed-up running back. Tannehill's got five interceptions already. And the thing is, the Bears' offense is, except for the one game that Trubinsky had, the huge passing game, the six touchdowns, the Bears' offense, neither offense is, is something to write home about at this point, except for that one game. The Bears' defense, though, is, is stopped. One, 64 yards allowed, number one in the league in rush defense. Second in total defense. Yeah, I know all the numbers lead to Chicago. You're right, Miami is a different proposition at home. But this is a game that if the Bears are going to be considered a serious threat in the NFC Central, these are the kind of games you have to win ugly. I don't care if it's 14-12. to 12, I trust Trubisky enough that I think the Bears will do just enough to be able to win this game. And I don't, I wouldn't, I don't trust Ryan Tannehill. I, at all. I mean, he's, he's one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL. And whether the game is in Miami or not, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, I'm going to continue leaning on the Bears bandwagon at least this week. This is a stretch of games that the Bears need to take advantage of because you know that Minnesota is going to eventually get it going um, if they haven't already. And they will continue to do so today. So um, I like the Bears' momentum. And I, I think that it's a game that they will find a way to win. It will not be the prettiest game in the world, but it, it'll be enough. It'll be enough to win this game. And I think the Bears' defense will create uh, enough pressure on Panahale with Mack and his friends. That, and I can't see Miami running the ball. Uh-huh. How are they going to run the ball? Frank Gore, give me a break. I, I like the okay. Bears. There's no concern Got to break in the, the the noise, of course. And let me just push it again. The noise is out there, and there's a reason why. It, it just I, it just came up on my screen, guys. Uh, and I don't know. It's because I'm not paying attention. Tannehill is questionable in this game, so that's one of the problems. Then the offensive line. I went ahead and I just just to let everybody know, I'm I'm flipping the uh, the switch. In reality, I'm not saying Ryan Tannehill is a good football player, uh, but without them, the, the Miami Dolphins don't have a He's chance. And without him completely, uh, yeah, he's yeah he's. I, I just I can't do it without at least Ryan Tannehill being healthy, and he's going to get destroyed today in reality because of the offensive line and, uh, up on top of that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I did the flip flop. I switched to the Bears. So you, on, I'm sure you're on the Bears, like Cuervo. I am, and I just want to throw one more thing out there, guys. Uh, 
as of right now, and I know this may not be saying a whole lot, but as of right this moment, you know, five weeks into the season, this year's Bears defense is on pace to be better than what is considered the greatest defense of all time. The 1985 Bears. They're on pace to be statistically better than that 85 Bears defense, which when I saw that, of course, you know, I, I, I shed a couple of tears of joy, but my mouth dropped and I couldn't find it because it fell so far to the ground. And I didn't realize, maybe I didn't realize it. So, so what that tells me is what I'm seeing now is, and obviously I don't remember because I was three years old in 1985, but that's what some of you gentlemen saw back then as, as that defense unfolded throughout the season. And if that's the case, then, man, I wish I was around in 1985 to remember, not as, not as, not as a child. Because, they man, had a great defense. Yeah, and, and, and you know, Todd, I mean, I could tell you just about every player on the team because that's how much of a Bears fanatic I am. But I was too young to actually see it in person, remember it in person. So when I saw that, it just, it just, it just like I said, it warmed my heart. I shed a couple tears of joy. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, Ryan Tannehill questionable. Hey, Brian, his, his career is questionable. <laughs> let's, let's be honest yeah. because – and he may not last very much longer. Hey, Cuervo, what did I say last year? The best thing that happened to Ryan Tannehill's career was him getting hurt two he years ago. Hurt. Yeah, yep, it was yep, the best I thing remember. that happened because he's, yeah, walks right in. He's the starting quarterback, and now they're, they're in question. So he got another year up underneath his belt where he got paid. I don't always want to, you know, win the reason, guys, that he lost the Cincinnati game. He is the reason. They were up 17 to nothing, and he started chunking. That's why they lost that game last week, because he fell apart. He did. And we, I was actually about ready to go to Charvin. We lost him. I'm not sure when he'll get back. But that having been said, I'm going to hit this button right here. Yep, I'm getting background on your on your mic there, Cuervo. Uh, so I went ahead and muted you. Um, but I want you to come back in. Don't don't un uh, don't mute just yet. Who did you have? I, I didn't write it down. Who did you have on the Jets game? Jets in Indianapolis. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the Jets just because how you guys mentioned, sometimes you just have to go with the team that has the better quarterback. And Andrew Luck's a much better quarterback than uh, 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 Sam Darnold. So, yeah, so you want the Colts, Colts right? I'm, gonna, I'm, about to, I'm going with the Colts. I'm about to step out of the truck, Sonny, so you won't get any more background noise from me. All right, very good. So we're all set and ready to go. So I'm on Indianapolis as well. Tarvin's on Indianapolis. Todd is the lone jet man on that one in that game. So that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. Uh, We are set and ready to go into our next game. And, oh, this one's a good one. This one is a good one, guys. You want to talk. You want to talk division. Division game. Oh, this one's the best. Pittsburgh Steelers, 2-2-1. Two, two, yep. They take on the Cincinnati Bengals, who are 4-1. and one. Are they pretenders, 
or are they contenders? That's always going to be the question, but this is the game where they can define whether or not they're actually going to be that contender. Uh, you look at Cincinnati, they're 4-1, and one and they're doing what they need to do. Um, you know, they, they've won two games in a row. Pittsburgh, they've won, you know, they've won one game in a row. They lost that one last week, uh, one last week. Uh, but the Steelers right now, they're, they're usually a team that sits on top of this division most of the time when these two teams meet. Uh, that is not the case with the Bengals being four and one. So, that having hey, been Sonny, said, real quick, I'm happy to watch you. Net alert, net alert. One minute ago, I had to interrupt for this. It is official. Brocky Osweiler, my boy, will be starting at quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. So take this and run with it. Take all your money if you haven't and put it all on the Chicago Bears. <laughs> Brock Osweiler, not the best quarterback in the NFL. Good One job. minute so, ago. One minute ago, it it, it breaks here. On, here, here, that, that that deserves a yes. The Ted Koppel sign, yes, it is all set. Brock Osweiler starting. Oh, that that could be a bloodbath because God, I, he's yeah, he's real bad. That having been said, back to the Steelers in Cincinnati. Uh, you look at what Andy Dalton uh, has you know done this season. He looks like that quarterback of two years ago before he got hurt and went into the playoffs with A.J. McCarron, almost getting over the hump in the playoffs. And that's what I'm looking at as far as this football team is concerned. And on the, on the flip side of that, Cuervo, you're looking at Pittsburgh Steelers that are, you know, really out of, out of whack. But if I'm not mistaken, this week, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they get their running back back. Will that be enough for them to win this football game? Is he going to play? How many reps is he going to get? All those things are going to be really in question in this game, but I will tell you right now, Joe Mixon on the other side of the ball, right now I'm going to tell you, completely 86 is that, that out. That You know, you know he had an uh, 18-yard touchdown catch on the first play in the fourth quarter last week, and he looked like he's back to being 100%. Uh, it, it, this is the week we get Le'Veon Bell back in the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, uniform, isn't it? No, it is not, Sonny. So, so Le- Le'Veon is is being real. Uh, I don't know. I'm looking for being very slick about the situation, and uh, Le'Veon Bell is going to return during the Steelers' bye week, which is next week. So that way, you know, I mean, I don't know. Got it. It's just an extra paycheck for him, whatever the case may be. But he's going to come back next week during the bye week for the Steelers, and then week eight. Is he going to suit up for the Steelers? Is he going to suit up for another football team? Who knows? My prediction was that he was already he was going to be traded uh, before he reports to Steeler camp next week uh, or to the you know, to the team. But I don't know. I haven't heard anything about trade rumors with Le'Veon Bell. But yes, to answer your question, Sonny, next week he'll be back, uh, which is also the bye week for the Pittsburgh Steelers. <clears throat> So, 
So he's not going to be back. But looking at this game, I mean, this is classic AFC North. This is that. This is that nitty gritty game. This is the you know in the trenches game in reality. Um, when these two teams meet, this time they happen to be in Cincinnati. But man, we're just giving the Cincinnati team that looked like I said a couple of years back. I mean, so you know the question will be you know. Marvin Lewis has another job for next year just because of the start of this football team this year, unless they go completely on a, you know, you know, turnaround. But guess what? The Bengals are also known to do that. So um, that, that having been said, the Bengals right now, they are one in seven against the Steelers at home in the Andy Dalton era. So that's something else. But Ben Roethlisberger, you know, he's 14 and two, um, you know, you know, against this football team. So, you know, but we're not getting the same the same Ben Roethlisberger. Listen, I know who the better quarterback is, okay? But right now who has the high hand is Andy Dalton. And sometimes when you're picking these games and looking at these games, you got to look at the high hand more so than who is the better quarterback. Uh, so, you know, Marvin Lewis is 5-18 and 18 against the Steelers as a head coach against Mike Tomlin. Okay, that should tell you something. And that's what's scaring me about this game. Everything right now is telling me Steelers, 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 Steelers. But I, I'm just, I, you know, I right now I'm not a believer in this football team because they, and it's not because of Le'Veon Bell. I can give a rip about Le'Veon Bell. He could be on a different football team. Le'Veon Bell is not going to be the thing that turns this team around, even though I have heard from many experts that that's what, in fact, is going to happen. But right now, the Bengals rank 23rd in the league against the run. They're lucky Le'Veon Bell is not there. So that having been said, with the fact that they're not there, um, I have Cincinnati right now. They're they're looking pretty good, and they're on top of this division. Um, you know, this is this is this the year for the Cincinnati Bengals? We don't know. But Cuervo, when you're looking at this one, what do you think about the Bengals' chances of beating the Steelers? Well, Sonny, I, I think they have a great chance. I mean, this, this is always a good – this is probably, if not the best, probably the second best rivalry or, or divisional game in the NFL, uh, you know, between them and then Steelers-Ravens, which the common denominator is the Steelers. So, um, you know, I, I look at this one, and, and I, I think we can all agree, guys. I think we're all surprised that – at how well Cincinnati has started the season off. And it's almost like, well, pff, this is the team we've been waiting to see. You know, a team that, that can move the ball down the field, play just enough defense, and, and really contend in the AFC. You know, I mean, if the playoffs started today, I, if I'm not mistaken, I, I, would, I would imagine the Bengals probably have one of the bye weeks, with Kansas City being number one, obviously. Yeah, they're four and I, I don't know. I'm yeah, they're four and one, so I don't, I, I can't think of if there's another four and one team in the AFC. But I think the Bengals would be the two, if not the three seed, at worst. So, I mean, when was the last time that they've, they've, you know, been that high in the AFC uh, uh, hierarchy? You know, so um, maybe it's, it's really maybe a two seed play ball. Right now they yeah, would be. Yep. Yeah, they would be what? A two seed. Yeah, so just, yeah bye week. He, they and, get the bye, yeah. Yeah, so, and, and, you know, to me, what I think the defining moment so far for them was that comeback in Atlanta, being able to come back and beat the Falcons. 
which, you know, the Falcons are no slouch, at least offensively they're not. And so, you know, I, I look at that, and then I look at the way the Steelers have been playing, you know, the the, the lack of, of, you know, defense, the secondary is, is really shaky. Um, you know, so all, you know, for me, I think that's what you really look at. But at the same time, once again, it's almost like I'm, I'm, I'm a broken record here. This game could go either way, guys. I and mean, every time everything points towards Cincinnati, you know, the, the Steelers find a way to win. Every time the, everything's pointing towards the Steelers, Cincinnati finds a way to win. So it, it's, it's, this is a tough one. Um, I think the difference really is being able to stop Connor, the running back for the Steelers. You know, if, if Cincinnati is going to win, they're going to have to stop him. Um, because you know what you're getting with the passing game of, you know, Big Ben, Antonio Brown, and, and all those guys. So, you know, it's gonna, they're going to have to stop the run if, if Cincinnati wants to win this football game. Yeah, and you look at the second year back, James Conner, he's going to, you know, when the Steelers' ability, okay, is going to have to be to get – James Conner going. I mean that that is the that is the main portion in this game. Um, as uh, you know, he had big game against the Falcons, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, the, the then uh, Roethlisberger threw. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. He threw two or three touchdowns. If I'm not, I, I could be wrong about that. Two or three touchdowns um, after halftime, and they include you know forty. It was a big long one to Antonio Brown. I just I can't I, I had that number off the top of my head. I'm I'm a little out of sorts with what I know up on top of my head that I try to remember in these games. But I'm I'm going to tell you right now, Ben, ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers do not look like the Steelers of the past, and that's where that, and that's the question in this game. You know, so it, but it's always a flip of the coin when you're looking at this game. So Todd, when you're looking at this game, who you got and who are you going to take? You could analyze this uh, like Bud Goody used to do on the old computer and analyze this game for three hours and really break it down. It's going to be an interesting, interesting game. And to me, it's probably the game of the day in the National Football League. Um, there are the, the issues that, to me, ride into play. Last year, the Bengals, if I recall, won in this game in Cincinnati. They frustrated Roethlisberger a lot in that game, and they actually won that game a year ago. But some of the biggest Bengal meltdowns, have come at home against the Steelers. I remember a couple years ago, if you remember correctly, when everybody thought that Marvin Lewis should have been fired that last game when they had all those personal foul penalties and the lack of discipline and the thing almost got out of control. The playoff loss years ago, the Bengals, some of their biggest meltdowns have come at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It seems like the Bengals do better in Pittsburgh at times than it does at home, but this game is going to be incredible in my estimation. One thing Pittsburgh can do is get to the quarterback. They lead the league with 19 sacks. Cincinnati has 13. The thing is, though, um, do we trust the Bengals enough? If they win this game, you can honestly start thinking that maybe it's a different Bengals team. This team is for real. The Steelers cannot afford to lose this game. If the Steelers lose this game, and basically, as you said before about ties, and really, in the NFL, that's like a loss. So, in reality, the Steelers are two games back away into this game. If they lose this game, they're done. As far as the division, not only that, their wild card hopes are, are not going to be very good either. 
And the thing is, it's a trust factor. Who do you trust to win the big game? And between Smith-Schuster and Antonio Brown, and Brown's doing his job. He has five touchdowns. Um, if, the, if the Steelers get any kind of running game at all, uh, and, that you know, I think they can win this game. One thing the Bengals are not good at is they're not good at pass defense. They're great at getting to the quarterback. Uh, Dunlap and Atkins have 10 sacks between them. They are monster tackles up there. Uh, but it's just a matter of a trust factor. And as I said, uh, you're right. The Bengals have been really on a roll lately. They have the team that has the momentum. I'm not sure the Steelers are going to be back, and we're really not going to get an identity of this team until Bell does come back. But as far as today is concerned, in the trust factor and who you, you trust, I think history does have to come into play somewhat until I am proven and told otherwise. I just think that Big Ben will make enough plays and that, let's face it, A.J. Green is still the main threat for the Cincinnati receiving core. Um, it's going to be a great game. I will give you that. Um, it could definitely go either way, but I, I lean to the Steelers to come out on top. Hey, Cuervo, the, the Steelers are back, uh, backs are against the wall. I, like he said, listen, who, when was the last time we seen the Pittsburgh Steelers on the bottom of this division? That's where they sit because they've given up more points than the Cleveland Browns. That's the reason why they're fourth in this division. That having been said, of course, that's the name of this show. With their back up against the wall, I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm hesitant to, to take the, the Cincinnati Bengals in this one, Cuervo, just because of that reason. Reason, and because guess what happens? Good football teams, when they have to win football games, they win football games. And that's what scares me about this game because you can say whatever you want about the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're a good football team. So, you know, this is one of the reasons why this one here, immediately when I went for it, I went Cincinnati without question because the Steelers are not the Steelers. We're talking about them way too much on the off-the-field stuff that normally that we're not getting. Um, and so that's a problem. So, Cuervo, who do you got in this one? You know, Sonny, this, this again – you know, for the for the what the sixth time I think I'm going to say this within the past hour and a half that we've been on air. This is a tough one. <laughs> you know, you yeah, yeah. go back and forth. And you think, you know, you start thinking for both teams like advantages and disadvantages and all that stuff. But I tell you, I, I think I think there's a lot more to this situation with the Steelers than than what we're even mentioning right now. And I'm going to bring something else. I agree. Up. That, that could that could cause another 10-minute conversation, but I know we don't have time to stick to one game for that long. But it's just something to think about as this game is being shown on Red Zone and or if you're watching it, you're going to be able to watch it on your, on your local uh, station. I'm telling you, Sonny, if the Steelers lose this game today, I think we're they're talking done. about – They're done. Well, they're done for the season. And, and now we're talking about Mike Tomlin possibly being looked at as, as being replaced. Okay. And I, and I yeah. know there's, there's been mentions of it before in the past because of the disciplinary issues that the Steelers have had, but we're not talking about discipline here, guys. We're talking about wins and losses. Okay. And if this, when it gets to the point that the Cleveland Browns have a better record than you, and are playing better football than you, 
that that as a Steelers organization, I would I can only imagine how bad that would sit with ownership. Yep. Oh, and, and not only that, Cuervo, you think about that. You, when you're looking at the standings, even if the Cleveland Browns lost that tie game, you know, and it, both of them would have the same record if Pittsburgh didn't have the tie. So, you know, they but and Cleveland would still be on top of them. You're right. Those those are big things. So, so so you so who are you going to pick in this one? This is the tough one of the day in reality. You know, Sonny, so so let me just say I expect this to be a high scoring game. I think both defenses are are very shaky. They're very questionable. Uh, I expect this to be a high scoring game. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's it's weird. It's just kind of like the Steelers Ravens rivalry. For some reason, the road team always finds a way to get the job done, and I think I think yep. we'll see that today. You know, with Mike Tomlin with his back against the wall, he knows that if he loses this game today, his job is really in jeopardy. Like it, it, the seat is going to be so hot that he may not be able to sit down. That's how hot that seat <laughs> is going to be. So yeah, so it it. it I, I, I expect the Steelers, I expect his quarterback, Big Ben, to not necessarily bail Mike Tomlin out of the hot seat, but just find a way to get this team back on the right track. They get the bye week next week. Le'Veon Bell will be back. So I expect the Steelers to find a way to win. And and it has to start this week if the, if the Steelers are going to make any kind of run. Reality, I think they're done in this division regardless what ends up happening here. They're just not that good of a football team. Heck, I don't even know if they're better than the Baltimore Ravens who are 3-2 three, uh, three and two out on the season. Um, I think Cincinnati overall is the better football team, and so which is the reason why right now I'm going that way. And, yes, back up against the wall, this is a, a Pittsburgh Steelers that team that normally does it. They get over the top. This is the game. This is the defining moment of this season for them. And I, on the other side, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take it. You're right. I think this is going to be high-scoring day. Both of these two defenses are there. But the difference is, is the running game. Now, I'm, I'm not going to try to disrespect Connor, but I'm sorry. Joe Mixon is a better running back. Um, so uh, the the fact of the matter is, I think the quarterback eighty six themselves out. I think the defense is x them out. I'm I'm putting it on it being a Joe Mixon factor in this game, and that's the reason why I'm going to hang out and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals in this one. I know I'm the lone one. I think yep, I'm the lone one. But there's something about Cincinnati this year that is different than what I've seen in the past few years. So that takes us too. Uh, a football team that in reality is one of those games where, you know, what are you going to get here? Cleveland is going to go is, is at home. They're 2-2-1, two, two and one, okay? And then Los Angeles, the, the, the Los Angeles Superchargers. Um, I can't even say that. It just makes me sick. 3-2 uh, Chargers. They've won two, two in a row. And the Cleveland Browns, I'm going to tell you right now, Cleveland Browns are for real. Now, they're not going to make the playoffs. Never said they, they would. They're winning football games. Listen, this is a football team that very easy can be 4-1 and one or 3-2. and two. Okay? So, and there, there are a couple of plays and a referee robbing them from being there. That having been said, this is a football team that's at home. And, and, and I'm just going to put it out there right away. I'm on the Cleveland Browns on this game, and I'm going to tell you the reason why. I didn't even look at anything. 
this is the kind of game that the Chargers don't show up for. This is the kind of game where the Chargers should win this football game without question, without problem. Then they lay the, the golden egg, which is a loss. And so, that, you know, I, and, I'm, and I know the Chargers are a better football team, but the Cleveland Browns are playing different football. They have a different mindset. They're going up against teams that they have no business winning, and they're in football games. And not only that, they've gotten over the hump um, you know, two times, should be three times, and maybe four if you count the, the tie as a win, too. So, Cuervo, this is a different Cleveland Brown team. They are at home. The inconsistency of the Chargers, the, of, that's their history. And, and I'm sorry, that's just the way this football team plays. This is a team with, uh, a team. Our game, though, you look at it, it's Chargers, no question. That's the reason why I'm going against them. And this one's too obvious in reality, Cuervo. Well, and don't forget, guys, the last time the Chargers went to Cleveland, you remember what happened, right? They they gave they them the only win that they had for two years. The only win. So. <laughs> look, in my humble opinion, Sonny, we could talk about that. We could talk about, you know, only team that they beat, this and that. And, look, it's 2018 now. That that stuff doesn't matter anymore. The Chargers are going to go into Cleveland. They're going to take care of business. I, I, For me, this is a game that there's really not much to talk about. I know a lot of people are, are excited about Browns. You know, they've got a couple of wins, and that's great and all. You know, Baker Mayfield has, has brought life back into Cleveland Browns football, something they haven't had in – you know, 20 years. But let's face it, the Chargers are a better team. They have the better quarterback. They have the better defense. They have the better running game. They have the better everything. So, to me, this is an easy one. So, Todd, I, 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 this one was one of those I bet you were actually in, in limbo about. Or maybe this one is, the, like I said, maybe this one's the too obvious one. No, I'm always in limbo at all. I'm with Cuervo. Um I mean, the Chargers are going to remember losing that game two years ago. Um, I mean, there'll be some emotion on their end. I don't think they'll allow it to happen again. Um, the thing is, they're they're very solid against the rush. Um, defensively, they're they're still pretty good. Um, Rivers is having a phenomenal year. Thirteen uh, TDs at two interceptions. Um, he's been spraying the ball around very well. Keenan Allen's back. That's making a big difference. Chargers can score points. We know that. I really don't think it's going to be that close, to be honest with you. I'm kind of leaning with what Corvo's thinking here. Um, not going to say it's going to be a blowout, but I, I would not. I, I would expect the Chargers to win this game by eight. You know, a good solid eight to ten points. Um, I don't think uh, uh, Mayfield's going to have that great of a game today, in my personal opinion, um, against the Chargers. I think it's going to be a, a tough, tougher sledding for them. Um, I, I, I like I like the Chargers. Um, I wasn't really torn on this one. There, I was torn on a lot of them. I will admit, but uh, this this really no this this is not one of those games. Um, I mean the char- the Chargers front seven's pretty good, and um, I just think they're they have way better personnel. You know, I mean I, that's my personal opinion. They need this game too because they got a shot tonight and pulled them in one game at Kansas City and. Um, you know, I still haven't given up on the Chargers winning this division, or at least even if they don't, getting into the playoffs. It's a game they cannot afford to lose. So um, I just think that everything sides with the Chargers statistically and everything, and plus the reach factor of losing that game. That was embarrassing to lose to Cleveland two years ago in their last game when they could have gone, you know, 
winless for the season, and then Cleveland beat them on that Saturday game that time. I recall that game, too. Uh, the Chargers really stubbed their toe in that one. Um, I don't see it here. Um, I like the Chargers. Well, I go back to last year. I go back to last year for the Chargers in week number two when they took the loss of the Miami Dolphins. They had no business losing that football game. Uh, early in the season, this team drops games. I mean, it, it, it's a consistent thing that we see each and every year on, on games that they should win early. Uh, you can go back to 2016. They should have beat the Colts. They should, you know, they should have beat Kansas City a couple of years uh, a couple of years ago. It's a football team that just has problems winning football games early in the season against teams that they're supposed to. Whether they're not looking at this football teams, you know, go back, go back to. Um, go back to 2015. I'm looking at this one. Okay, they get the win against the Lions. They should have got the win. Then they come back and lay the lay the the the, the egg against Cincinnati Bengals. Now, granted, 2015, Andy Dalton was coming in there, but that's a game they should win. Okay. Now they did, be, you know, they did beat the Browns. That was the last time they beat the Browns before they lost that game. But you know, the just football teams that they should not be losing against is what ends up happening. I don't know if they're completely there. I, you know, when I first went in and I jumped on this game and I said I'm picking Cincinnati, I did change my pick. And the main reason is is that I know they're a better football team, and I can't go with what – but the, the tendency of this football team to give up these games the way they do sometimes really makes it hard to watch them. And then at the end of the year, they're rushing to try to make the playoffs. And, and this could be, it, it, listen, it's not going to shock me that Cincinnati beats them because they are at home. It is the dog pound. It is a tough game. I, I couldn't even bring it enough to pull the trigger on it because I, you know, when you're when you're looking at the Chargers and what they're about, they got one of the best quarterbacks who's on the MVP. You say whatever you want, it, you know. Right now, Philip Rivers is MVP candidate. The guy's playing out of his mind. So that, that was one of the things uh, that I looked at. So um, everybody on this one is is sitting on the um, the Chargers in that one. So that being said, of course, that's the name of the show. We'll head on over to the next game. It's the two and two Seattle Seahawks. As they are on the road, they're taking on the Oakland Raiders. And this, this one here, oh my gosh! I, you know, I, I want Seattle, and this means Oakland's not good. They're not even good at home. Everybody, they're leaning on Marshawn Lynch too much. Pete Carroll, you know, his, you know, I think this is this may be his last season up there. Uh, he wants to get out before it gets really bad, and that's what will happen next year. So I don't even think he's going to be there. Be there. So that having been said, when I look at the you know the Raiders, the Raiders had to get uh, a they had to get an official that had their heads up their asses, and then they they returned the 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 Browns up on uh, on a victory. That's the only reason why they got that game, or they'd be sitting here at over five. So you know I, I don't have a lot to say about this one because I don't think Oakland and everybody has bought into Chucky and his way of doing things. Chucky's there for the paycheck and he's hoping he gets yep. fired before the end of the year because that's a guaranteed contract. So that having been said, I'm on Seattle on this one and I think they're going to embarrass Oakland and then the talks of uh, who the head coaches of this football team is going to be because right now Cuervo, this team is too young and and 
the biggest mistake is letting that uh, uh, the best football player on the team go to your Chicago Bears. Of course, I'm talking about Mac. Everything has been a complete disaster in Oakland, and this game right here could be the bomb. You know, I, if, if I had the sound bite of, uh, of the Gap Bands, you dropped the bomb on me, that's what Seattle's going to do, Cuervo. I thought you did have that one, Sonny. Where did it go? You You lost the file, or... What happened? Yeah, I it? lost the file. Yes, I, I clean because I, I, I it, it says that when the last time you used it, and the last time I used it was in 2011. Oh wow. Okay, because I remember that was that was part of the opening that we used to have uh, when we started our correct. show. So, <laughs> I, I, oh, I, 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 I remember like the back of my hand, but yeah, you know, I'll tell you. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be having team crumpets as I watch this one. Obviously, the game being in London, um, and, and I would try to do a, 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 a an English accent, but it's just gonna sound terrible. And we don't want that for this show, okay? <laughs> you don't want me to try it's doing an English enough. accent. <laughs> yeah. So so, look, everybody knows the game is in London, all right? Uh, which actually we're gonna have we're gonna have games by the way, just so everybody knows, for the next three weeks in London. Uh, the games next week and the week after are going to start at 6.30 uh, Pacific, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. So just so every, for, for scheduling purposes so everybody knows, we're going to have a super early game for the next couple of weeks. But anyways, back to this one. You know, I, this one has got me I, – I, I think I'm going to take Seattle, guys, but I'm telling you the plan for the, the Raiders – is Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch, and a little bit more of Marshawn Lynch, okay? Not, this has revenge spilled all over for, for Mr. Lynch uh, to, to, to get his opportunity to take a stab at his old team for saying, God. hey, thanks for giving up on me, guys. I'm telling you, I, I'm, just, I'm just telling you, I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to see the opportunity for Marshawn Lynch to get back because let's face it, you know, in, in front of the cameras, in front of the cameras, people. I don't think so, Tim. Oh, I know. And listen, Al. Listen, Al. Al, look. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and and, and you, I heard it firsthand this morning on NFL Network from a guy that got big time revenge on his old team in. Steve Smith, when he played as a Baltimore Raven against the Carolina Panthers, he even said it himself. He's like, yes, you absolutely are thinking about revenge. And that when they went into that game, they wanted Steve to get the opportunity to get back at his old team. And I'm telling you guys, Marshawn Lynch, and my bold prediction for the day, Marshawn Lynch will have at minimum – 20 carries in this football game. Blasphemy! The blasphemy! Don't that say, Steven! Don't talk to me like that, Steven! <laughs> oh, oh, I, Cuervo, Cuervo, I, I, you, oh, I, it, Marshawn Lynch is about as relevant as Sonny is to, uh, um, you know, uh, 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 U.S. Male, male Universe contest. He is irrelevant. Okay, I don't care. I, I don't care. I don't care about the revenge. Today, I don't Tony. care. Yeah, Not uh, today. Cuervo, 
Cuervo, Chucky Not don't give a rat fat ass about. Chucky doesn't give a rat fat ass about his revenge factor. Chucky's gonna okay. do what Chucky okay. wants to do. Not what. Not okay, what. So. What one one Marshawn Lynch wants to wants in reality. What Marshawn it's, Lynch well, no, no, wants no, no, right no, no, now is on, completely on, irrelevant. I, I'm not saying that's what Marshawn. Well, Marshawn does want that, but I don't think. I don't think it's because. That's what he's asking for. I think it's more of, I think they want him to get the opportunity to get back at the Seahawks for the way they, they treated him towards well, they the They need end. something. They, they need something because this is a bad football team. So you might, you maybe, maybe I'll say, Stephen, maybe you should take that back. You know, I, I, I don't know, but here, here's one of the things. You know, when, when, oh, that was um, terrible. Crazy knucklehead of terrible. I'm sorry, you know, he's irrelevant, and, and, and I don't look at revenge. I, you know, if it was a good football player, yes, I just said it. And, may, and maybe and maybe when I say, you know, I don't think Marshawn Lynch is a good me. football player. I mean, yep, Steven's coming on me. I, I know, see, I don't think he's a good football player. I don't think he has been a good football player. And just because he's got a fancy nickname, which I hate, by the way, it's one thing to have a nickname when they're bad – they're bad. And beast mode, okay, is a bad – and that right there should be enough not to pick the Oakland Raiders in this game, Todd. But, I mean, we kind of dominate. Looking at it, now we'll get to the calm mind and the guy that will look at the numbers. That would be Todd. Todd, what are you looking at in this one? Well, I know we have to get to the afternoon games, and this leads me to a point after I analyze this real quick. But this is probably the worst game that London's ever had between these two teams. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like either one. Um, I don't. Ag- I agree. Marshawn Lynch is washed up. He's, done, he's, been able to do. he's washed up. There's nothing he's going to be able to do to influence this football game as much as he may try. And Chucky's not going to, um, you know, make an example and try to give him the ball 20 times. Chucky does what Chucky wants to do. The difference is, for me, neither team can play defense. The Raiders give up 30 points a game near the bottom of the league. The Seahawks are giving up 23. Um, you know, Frank Clark is a pretty good player. He has uh, three interse- uh, three sacks. Earl Thomas had three uh, interceptions um, at, up until this game. But, I, you know, I don't really see um, a lot by either of these football teams. What makes the difference to me is a very simple fact that Derek Carr, outside of one game, has sucked. Eight more interceptions than touchdowns from seven. And Russell Wilson, despite the problems around him, is having a quality year. Ten touchdowns and three interceptions. And I just think the Seahawks will be able to score more than enough points to win this game. Uh, I cannot pick the Raiders under any condition. But this leads me to a point, Sonny, and I wanted to talk, you know, I I asked you to bring this up the other day, and this is a perfect uh, tie-in. As you said, London is going to have games the next three weeks. Um, Two-part question. Number one, do you guys think this London stuff is overdone? And like, like what happened with the NHL, with the Winter Classic, and then having all these outdoor games, has it now become passe? And two, the report from NBC Sports Con, Sunny, this Thursday, that Con in 2022 may move the Jaguars to Wembley. Do you guys have any opinion on that? And do you think that this London thing is tiresome? Because you know, they'll still sell out Wembley. The thing is, every game in London is sold out, whether the teams are bad or not. 
and I'm not saying that London's not a football bed, but the thing is you're going to have a logistic issue if there is ever, if there's ever going to be a team put in London, for one thing, the eight-hour time difference. Do you guys have any feelings on either of those topics? Absolutely. I don't think it's going to happen at all, and it will be because that. It would be too much. There's always a home field advantage, but that's because all the all the games are in the United States. But you're you're right. It's too much of a home field advantage for the team that's playing there. That eight-hour trip, and both teams are making it. So there's no excuses in reality. There's no real home game in the game. So, yeah, I, I – but – just more in the fact that the competition committee and the owners of this league, I don't think they're going to allow it. They'll, they'll let them do their little fancy antsy three or four games a year and blow by it. But I don't think there's going to be a set team in, in over there in London. Uh, just more in the fact that I don't think the teams that will allow it, um, even though it's a moneymaker. Hey, it's a cash cow without question. And yeah, Khan would love to be a part of the cash cow, but I don't think the other teams in the, uh, in the league – that will allow that much of a home field advantage. I might be wrong, Blair, but what do you think? No, you know, Sonny, I, I think I don't think it's going to happen either. Uh, maybe I look at it a little bit differently. Not that you're saying, not, not. I'm not saying you're wrong, because yes, the financial part is huge. What I'm looking Big at time. is the logistical, the logistical part of it. Okay. You're, you're yeah, hey, money's always an issue, Sonny. But the logistics of it, for me, is you, you think about this. So as an owner or as a GM or as a head coach, you got to go to 32, or I'm sorry, not 32, 53, okay, plus if you want to take your practice squad with you. You got to take at, at minimum 53 players, and you got to tell them to your face, to their face, hey, I need you to go home. I need you to let your families know that you guys yep. are all moving to London in two years. What? Yeah. We're doing yeah. what? You just, what? You said what? <laughs> We're moving where? Yeah. As We're long as I'm part of this the... team, baby. We're moving to London. I don't think London. so, Jim. Uh, I don't think so either, Al. I agree with you on this one. There's no way you're going to ask 53 men to ha- move their families across the pond to uh, to London. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, who knows? Uh, maybe a lot of those families are like, hell yeah, let's do it. Like, it's it's something different, you know what I mean? But you got those two, just like my wife. She, she, she loves to be close to home. She loves to be close to family. They've probably yep. never left before, whatever the case may be. And it's just an uncomfortable situation. Like, and, and you know what? Owner, GM, probably don't even care about that. Because all they're nope. thinking about is what? Them dollar bills, right? Must be the yep. money, yeah, as it, you say. You know, we, the, the money part is it could be the easy thing because owners are billionaires, right? That, that, that's actually the easy part if you think about it. The hard part is convincing these 53 men to move themselves with their families to a whole other country, let alone another city within the United States. I, yep. I, I just don't see it happening. That's, I don't that's either. I, I, 
Yeah, I, I think it is. I, you, now that I didn't even think about bringing that portion of it in upon it, so uh, that one that one is, uh, is is interesting. I'll bring Todd back in. So, so Todd, who are you on? Are you on Seattle in this one, or are you on? Yeah, no, I'm picking Seattle because of Russell Wilson. No, they'll do enough to win this game. And um, can I be honest? I, I what have I said that I don't really care about this game either way? Maybe I think that's how yeah. all three of us feel. Um, I agree. I, mean, I don't care. I'll tell you this, Sonny. Do you really think that John Gruden will be the Raiders coach when they move to Vegas? You don't think so? Yes. Oh, I, I think so. I just think there'll just be a lot of talk about it. They they brought him in for Las Vegas. I mean, I'm sorry. There's no bigger head coach name, and he, if he falls on his face this year, any other coach would probably be under a lot of scrutiny. But the fact that they're moving, I don't think there, there's going to be an issue for them in reality. But, um, Cuervo, you're on Seattle in this one as well, aren't you? I I am. I do like Seattle. I think they're the better overall team. But I'm telling you, it's going to be, for the Raiders, just for today, it's going to be the Marshawn Lynch show. I'm telling you guys, yeah, we'll it's going see, to happen. We'll, we'll see what happens on that one. That takes us, well, that, I, I'm sorry, did you say something, Todd? I'm sorry. No, no, I, I respect his opinion. Um, I don't see it happening. I don't see Marshawn Lynch is, is not going to be the reason the Raiders win or lose this game. He's become uh, Mr. Irrelevant in football. So I'm not really, really, really worried about that. Yeah, so that does. That takes us into our next game here on the count. Let me hit that button one more time. As the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, 2-2. Two two. Atlanta Falcons, 1-4. Uh, God, you want to talk about it. You know, gosh, you want to talk about teams that don't, don't play up to their potential. The Atlanta Falcons is one in Tampa Bay. They made the. I'm sorry, they're making the big mistake here. And say whatever you want about the last few games. Fitzpatrick right now, yeah, I think he should be the quarterback of this football team, regardless of where they are at two and two. But they're not. They are going to Jameis Winston. This is and this is a mistake. And you know what? It's gonna. This is the move. You watch. And Sonny Clark predicted this anyway. All right. Dirk Cotter will not be the coach of this football team next year because of this move. Right now, you stick with the hot hand. They're, they had two bad games, no big whip. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the hot hand. You've got to give the ball to him. They're not going to do it. They're going to start Jameis Winston. And I think that's going to be the beginning of the end reality for Dirk Cotter in Tampa Bay and Atlanta. I, I didn't even think about two seconds on this one. I probably should have, but I'm, I am all over Atlanta in this one um, as they go, uh, as Tampa Bay goes up there and start starting Jameis Winston. And Cuervo, if they lose this game, it's going to be a question on who should have started this football game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Are you, wait, are they really sending back to Jameis in this game? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, God help, us all. God help us all. Yeah, I, yep, and, and they and they they announced it, and 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 this is incredible. I've said about a year. This is the arrogance of Dirk Cotter. He thinks he knows better. He thinks that he can take that guy and make him successful, and that's the problem right now. The ego is getting in the way of making good football decisions at the head coaching position. Well. You know, I, I think this is a this is a tough spot to bring him back in 
You're on the road against a division opponent that is more than yep. capable of mopping the floor with you, okay, depending on how yep. the defense of the Atlanta and Falcons will. play. But, but, you know, maybe this was just part of the plan. You know, you let you let Fitz, Fitzpatrick start against, you know, the Bears, go into the bye week, let Jameis get, you know, get in a little bit better shape, get him familiar with the playbook again, let him get the reps with the first team, and then you bring Jameis back. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, but at the same time, you know, despite hey, talk? blown out in Chicago, um, you know, Fitzpatrick was playing pretty well. He was playing good. You know, I yes, mean, he was. I mean, he he had a he had a he had a nickname for God's sakes after three weeks. So that's a bad well one, he but he got one. <laughs> Sonny, you think every nickname is bad? Anyways, no, I, I no, 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 no. I, no, I think Cuervo is a great nickname. The hardest working man in sports radio. Th- those are good nicknames. Fitzmagic, it yes, and and I'll tell you what did it for me is they put it with the song. They put it with the song. Oh oh oh, it's Fitzpatrick. Yeah yeah, and and not only that, it's a bad nickname along with a bad music you know music name too. So uh, uh, you know music back background. It's it's horrible. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I get it. I get what you're saying. I definitely do. <laughs> yeah, but back to this one, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I still say, at least for this game, I think Fitzpatrick would be the better matchup because he can get the ball down the 100% field a little bit better. He's got better accuracy. And honestly, the, the Falcons, the secondary, not very good. I mean, Deshaun Jackson has, has what it takes to – really burn that Falcon secondary, but you need the right quarterback to get him the ball down the field because whether whether you want to, you know, whether people want to admit it or not, Deshaun Jackson is still one of the better deep threat receivers in this league. And, and he's shown, he has shown it, um, you know, within the first five games of the season. So um, I, I think, I think, Dirk Cotter's making a mistake. I'm not saying that Jameis Winston should never start for the uh, Buccaneers again. I just don't think for this game he should start for the Buccaneers again. I think that I think. I agree. But you know what, guys? This isn't college. You can't. You don't just switch quarterbacks back and forth like you do in the college games. So now that Winston has been named the starter uh, uh, for this one, that's it. Ryan Fitzpatrick is is now officially the backup again for the Tampa yeah, Bay Bucs. And- so. And teams that need a quarterback should be on the phone right now, Cuervo. Oh, there's going to be a team. There's there's going to be a team that's going to look out. I mean, I mean, look, Miami, right? You know, we we just announced it not too long ago. Todd Todd uh, announced it that Brock Osweiler, okay, yep. the, the, the the Denver the Denver. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a name I'm here, really but anyways. Wild. Yeah, the Denver Savior from a couple of years ago to help them get into the playoffs uh, eventually got them the Super Bowl. Look, he he's going to start for for the uh, Miami Dolphins today. Miami's in trouble at quarterback. Who's to say that the Dolphins aren't picking up the phone asking about Ryan Fitzpatrick? So that's I think that's a team that could possibly be interested in in bringing him, you know, across state. It's not even that far that's of travel. A You never know. Yeah, yeah, it, it should be interesting. So, 
um, so we're all on Atlanta in this one. So you know, I yeah, I, I Todd, you're you're on Atlanta, right? Yeah, for several reasons. I agree. First of all, Winston's not the guy to play to today. It almost like what was Dirk Potter's rush to get Winston in there to prove something? Ego. What was the thing? Why Ego. did you do it? You know, in that ridiculous game, Corbo, uh, when your boys. Oh, no, that was terrible. Crazy knucklehead of terrible. If you remember, yeah, Winston ended up uh, in the second half. He went 16 for 20. One problem. Of the four incompletions, two went to the wrong team. Uh, so he's still, he's still awful. The fact is Atlanta gives up about, uh, I, I believe, about 257 yards a game through the air, which is awful. Both these defenses are awful, but you want to talk about awful. Tampa Bay is giving up 385 yards. Oh, that was terrible. Crazy knucklehead of terrible. It's got to be a record at pace for worst ever. And, um, you know, outside, as I say, McKinley's good enough. He can get to the quarterback. He has four and a half sacks. Winston, even though against that defense, stinks. He will make enough mistakes. And Matt Ryan, um, I mean, Matt Ryan is going to have a, a field day. And especially with Atlanta coming in one and four, a divisional game, their season already is just about done. Dan Quinn's got to be let go if they cannot win today. This, this is this is a game I'm all over Atlanta today. This, this they, they're, they're going to beat this team. And the thing is, if this was a game that Fitzpatrick should have played, he would have had a lot more success than Winston in a game like this because we saw that what Fitzpatrick was able to do against the Saints, who were supposed to have a better defense. And um, I, what, you know, Winston is going to make some plays here and there, sure, but he's going to make his gaps. He's going to make his mistakes. I, I just I cannot see any way he's going to go into Atlanta and win this game. This thing is going to blow up in Cotter's face. Absolutely, and and well-deserved, too. It couldn't happen to a better guy, but that's just sunny. All right, now, guys, hate to do this. We only got 38 minutes left to go in the show, so we ha- and we have to take the break. We've got to pay the bills. That having been said, we'll do that. So when we come back, we're going to be in flash mode as we got one, two, three, four, five more games to get through. So we got to go in the flash mode in the final 30 minutes of the Couch Potato Sports Show. But we got to pay the bills, so we'll do that. We'll be back in four minutes and 30 seconds. We'll be back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's that being said. We'll at Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience. So roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. 
Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At the Jerry Bullock Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullen at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chang Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chang Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chang Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. Check out our website for grand opening specials or one-month Taekwondo classes for $49. That's at Chang Lee's Taekwondo, located at 2212 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 100 in Rowlett, or give them a call at 963-506-4483, or check them out on the web at www.mychanglees.com. and take it for a ride, check out Costco Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Costco Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road where we make insurance funds. Or check us out on the web at costcoinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement failed to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com. All right, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is that being said, we're in the final half hour, and we're about ready to go. And I got news for you. The Dickies Barbecue, and the reason why I didn't play it, I, I'm going to tell you right now, folks. You, you've got the best of, of everything. 
But I want to talk just really quick about Dickie's Barbecue. And you say whatever you want about, you know, you know, whether you like barbecue or not. The good thing about it is you don't have to put the barbecue sauce on it. And that stuff, and that's the reason that Dickie's Barbecue, at least as far as I know, you know, is really good. Because you can put the amount of barbecue sauce that you want. You don't even have to use Dickie's Barbecue Sauce. You can use a, the meats are fantastic, folks, ranging from ranging from from the ribs, uh, from turkey, uh, and all the way to brisket. Guys, you can put the amount of barbecue sauce that you want on it, and it doesn't even have to be Dickies. The meats are outstanding there, always fresh, always cooked to perfections. And I've got a Dickies barbecue, uh, a Dickies barbecue yellow hanky out on the football field. That's right, I got it there. And the reason being is because there's way too much talk about this game, and I am going to run the Sunday night's football game because. The fact that this is the Dickies barbecue flag on the play. It's so unfair to, 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 to compare Tom Brady to Patrick Mahomes. I am sorry. It's the biggest, it, it, this is the biggest farce. And I would say whatever you want, Kansas City, five and Vino, uh, New England, uh, three and two. Uh, they are in Gillette. They're playing in Gillette. And, as much as I want to be able to go on the side, I'm going to go with experience. You got the better coaching staff. You got the better quarterback. Yeah, I said it. Um, and the more and the fact is, is that this game's in Gillette. There's a lot of things. And, and I'm not saying Kansas City's not a good football team, guys. They are a good football team. But as we go into this final half hour, we'll, we'll talk about just really quick hits up on this game. I think it's unfair that they are doing the comparison, um, but th- this is going to be the come to Jesus in my reality for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. You are a good football team, but experience is more important. You can talk about Andy Reid's experience all day long, but I'm not talking about the head coach. I'm talking about the quarterback. So, Cuervo, really quick as we jump into this one, I jumped out of bounds there, but wanted to get the Diggy Barbecue. Uh, yellow hanky out on the football field game of the week. This is the one for me. What do you think about this game as you take a look at it? Oh, it would help. But, uh, it would help if I turned on your microphone, right? It would, Sonny. Can you hear me? I got you. Go ahead. I, I, I muted you in the commercial. No, it's Okay. No, what I was saying is, first off, you're making me hungry talking about all this barbecue. I, th- I think I got a taste for it now. But it's no, good. But, um, yeah. Oh, I can only. I mean, down in Texas, I'm, I'm sure they got some of the best barbecue you'll find anywhere. But uh, you know, I mean, what can you say? This is obvious. I mean, it's it's the Sunday night game for a reason. Okay, you're talking about undefeated Kansas City. You're talking about the cream of the crop in the New England Patriots, right? Yep. So. I mean, there's really not much else to say. I mean, this is going to be, you know, game of the – it's going to be on national television. It's going to be the game of the day. And they saved the best for last, which is, which is great. Um, but, you know, I look at this one, I think – I can't help but think back to last year, Sonny. If Alex Smith can do what he did to that Patriots defense, imagine what a guy in Patrick Mahomes can do with the weapons that they have in Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, Travis Kelsey. Now they have Sammy Watkins, a guy that they didn't have last year in that game. Okay? Weapons galore for Mahomes. 
Now, if I'm talking about it, if you're talking about it, if Todd's talking about it, and people on TV, look, Bill Belichick is one of the very best that we've ever seen game plan for certain guys, game plan for certain situations, okay? And the one thing that Belichick loves to do is he loves to take your best weapon away from you, which is Tyreek Hill, in my opinion, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, with that being said, name of the show, where does that leave Travis Kelsey? Where does that leave Kareem Hunt? Well, it, it really it comes down to adjustments. I think this game is going to come down to nobody that's on the field. It's going to come down to the two guys on the sidelines wearing the headsets, Bill Belichick, Andy Reid. Those are the guys that are going to win this football game for their football teams. And, and, and a lot of times, you know, we don't look at it that way, guys. But in a game of this caliber, yeah, it's really a chess match between those two because there's going to be adjustments. There's going to be things that are going to change throughout the game. You know, we, we could see a certain, you know, aspect. We, we could see a Sammy Watkins get the ball often which New England may not have planned for. We may see a guy uh, in, in Chris Hogan for the, the New England Patriots that may get the ball often that they didn't plan for. And then from there, that's when the chess match starts, guys, is when, when the first thing happens that you weren't expecting, now you start playing the guessing game. Oh, shoot. I wasn't expecting that. Now what are they going to do? Now they're going to yep. have you chasing. And, and, and it's going to come down to – who can figure out who first? All right, it's almost like a staring contest between Reed and Belichick. First one to blink loses, right? That's what this game is going to be about, in my opinion. And obviously, it comes down to the players executing on the field. But what are they being told to execute? How are they being told to execute it? That's going to be the key, and that's yep. what's going to make this game so great. Who you got? Well. I mean, look, Patrick Mahomes, phenomenal start to the season. 5-0, and what has he got, 14, 13 touchdowns, maybe one interception, something crazy like that. One of the best yep. starts that we've seen a quarterback have in recent memory, probably Peyton Manning Ever. in 2013 uh, is the closest thing that we've seen to what Patrick Mahomes has done so far this season. Now, that being said, Bill Belichick is going to be the one guy that I think can slow him down. So experience over, you know, talent or flash, however you want to call it. How can you go against Brady and Belichick in a game like this? This is what they have built their legacy around is big games like this. So give me New England. I I, I can't go against those two guys. I'll take the Patriots. I'm not going against the experience. Todd, go ahead real quick. Yeah, it's a game within the game. You're right. It's the adjustment between Reed and Belichick. I'm with you here on this. All I know is, is Kansas City gives up about 338 yards a game through the air, which is horrible. Uh, they have no secondary really to speak of. They don't have anybody that's even in the top 50 in interceptions or any statistical categories for picks. Uh, Tom Brady's got his full uh, court, you know, courts of weapons. 
This is the spot where Kansas City goes back to earth. The thing is, the Chiefs are decent on third down. They only give up 29%. But the thing is, with Brady short passes and ability to move the chains, you'll get three or four yards on first down run. Uh, they're not going to be – they'll be in a lot of third and short situations where I can see New England frustrating Kansas City and keeping the chains moving and keeping Mahomes off the field enough. Obviously, he will make some big plays in the passing game. They'll figure out a way to slow Hunt down and hit all. Um, I and Kelsey, I it will be an interesting game, but the Chiefs will go back to Earth a little bit this week. That's uh, one of the reasons I have that I know the Chargers is such a big game for them. They could pull the one game of the division lead. It looks like New England's got things going. And defensively, they're not that bad, so I mean, they're going to about 21 points a game. And they have some guys that can get some uh, in the secondary. they got some guys that can make some plays. So uh, they'll frustrate them enough. Good game. But I'm, I'm picking uh, – I have to go with Brady and get a game of this magnitude based on experience and Belichick. They're probably studying this really hard all week, figuring out a good, solid game plan, at least slow Mahomes down. So I'm going with New England. Yeah, and, and even the talk that they're talking about Patrick Mahomes being being in the same category as Tom Brady. I'm sorry, right now, I don't care what anybody says, he can't carry Tom Brady's jock, and that's just the way that it is. Uh, they, until it changes, until he wins many, 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 many football games, the way it's going to be. That having been said, of course, that's the name of the, the show. We'll hop into a 5-0 and Rams team going up against a team that is going to win their, or lose their fourth game in the row, that being the Denver Broncos. I gave this about even a half a second. Denver is awful, and Todd even knows they're awful, and Todd, that's his team. Um, and the Rams are right now, you know, they're just a well-oiled machine right now, and, that, and they're going to continue, and they'll be undefeated still at the end of this one. I'm all over the Rams. Cuervo. Yeah, I, I think I like the Rams too. I wouldn't say I'm all over them, but I think I think they're gonna you know go in there and they're gonna take care of business. You know, Denver Denver's a very good team at home. Um, you know, and, and really. I think that not uh, lately, not anymore. Not no, lately. I mean, I, I mean, I, I think they I think they will hang in there with the Rams. It, it's not going to be a blowout. Um, but I don't think it's going to come down to a field goal at the last second. So I think Denver's going to put forth some good effort, you know, because there are whispers about uh, your old head coach over there in Denver. Um, you know, the, the the confidence may not be there uh, with John Elway in, in the situation. Um, so uh, I think Denver, I think Denver's got to rally and they got to, they got to come together and, and find a way to at least put a good performance together. Even if they don't win, if, if they can, you know, at least play a respectable game, I think that's, that's enough to, uh, you know, kind of look at and, and, and say, you know what, maybe, maybe, you know, just a couple more pieces that you guys got to add to to your your you know to your team, uh, and, and you know Denver can be competitive again. Yeah, so it, it, it is what it is. I, I think my eyes are going to bleed at the end of, by the time this one's over. I, I am saying the blowout. That being said, heading into the next game that's up on board here on the Couch with the Sports Show. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars three and two, their second in the South of the AFC, two and three for the Dallas Cowboys who take a bad loss there. And uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're the better football team. This is not a question in my mind in reality. But Cuervo, 
I, I, I'm just, I am going with the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm going to tell you the reason why. This is a football team that when they win a game, they act like they won the Super Bowl and they're coming back. But when they lose a game, they kind of get back into it. And it's not because the Jackson and Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Blake Bortles, it, 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 this guy is just awful. I mean, he, he is absolutely terrible. Oh, that was terrible. Crazy knucklehead of terrible. He is absolutely terrible. I know the defense is out of sight, but I'm going to tell you right now, I am I am going, and I know I'm going to be the only one that picks this, this game. I am on the Dallas Cowboys after that bad loss in Houston. They're going to come back and win, and then everybody will be completely happy with Jason Garrett. It's a wishy-washy, up-and-down uh, thing with Jason Garrett. When they win a game, he's a genius. When they lose, they want to get rid of them. This is going to be a game they're going to be win, and it's going to be a quality win, and then the, the football gods uh, that is Jason Garrett will have his job saved for the rest of the season because of it in reality, because this is the toughest football team right now going on. Cuervo, looking at this one, I, I know who you're on, and I don't blame you for picking the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, give me a quick brief on this one. Sonny, you, got, you need to dig into your uh... – you know, I don't know if you said cassette tapes or, or records or what you got for your 80s collection of music, but you need to go in there and you need to play some George Michael because you got to have faith in your Jacksonville Jaguars, Sonny. You really do. Blake Bortles is the quarterback. You know, if they Dallas get a new quarterback, I will have faith. <laughs> no, I, look, I'm not, I'm not campaigning for Blake Bortles as MVP. Okay, because that's definitely not going to happen. If it's not going to be uh, Patrick Patrick Mahomes, uh, it's going to be Drew Brees. It's between those two guys right now, in my opinion, as far as the MVP race is concerned. But um, you know, as far as this game, though, you know, you, you said Dallas bounces back, and they always find not today. Not the, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to go into Dallas. They're going to take care of business. T.J. Yeldon is going to abuse that defense. I'm telling you right now. T.J. Yeldon is my lock for the week. If you have T.J. Yeldon on your fantasy team, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you make room to put him in your lineup. That's a guy that you definitely want to start. So, um, I, 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 I'm Jacksonville is going to go in there, Sonny. I'm telling you, they're going to take care of business. Blake Bortles is going to play a good game. Not great, not phenomenal, yeah. not amazing. He's going he's gonna to do well, all right? 275 yards, two touchdowns, maybe one or two picks, okay? The oh, running game, that's what you're going to see today. T.J. Eldon is going to have I to play so, that Nobody asked for your opinion, Al. Al, okay, so Al came it. a little late on that one. I think that was on Blake Bortles, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and look, Al, nobody asked for Al's opinion anyway, so he yeah, might want to zip it. Okay. All right. The Lions aren't even playing this week, so so you zip it, Al. But anyways, I like I like I like Saxonville. Saxonville is going to go in there and they're going to dominate and they're going to take care of business against the Dallas Cowboys. And you know what? Your locals are probably going to not like me for that for that breakdown. But I call the spade a spade, guys. That's what I do. And, and and I go with the trend in reality, you know. But really, in reality, this game this game is a weird one. Um, you know, I, I you know, 
I just this is a good thing. Believe me, I know who the better football team is in this game. Though I, I'm just up on on Dallas. What about you, Todd? Real quick. All right, real quick. You didn't get my last pick, Blue. By the way, I went with the Rams by at least a touchdown. But uh, on this game here today, Sonny, I went with Dallas. I did have to think about it a little bit, but again, I asked myself. If you put Prescott on the Jacksonville Jaguars, would they be better off? And the answer to me is a positively yes. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I would not trust Blake Bortles at this point to beat the University of Jacksonville, let alone the Dallas Cowboys coming off a smarting loss like last week and getting another chance at home this week on Sunday night. I'm not saying he's each going to get 150 yards against the top-ranked defense in the league uh, in the Jaguars who only give up. Uh, 292 yards a game, only 100 on the ground, but he'll do enough. And um, I, I, I just, again, I don't like the Jaguars' offense. I don't see Blake Bortles throwing for 275 yards unless it's garbage time where he has his stats like he did last week where he ends up with almost 400 yards. We all know he sucked in that game. That's why I say statistics lie. I'm all over this at this point. The more I thought about it, you're right. This will be a savior for Jason Garrett. It'll keep them in the division race because if the Redskins lose today, Dallas will be right there. Uh, I cannot see them dropping this game at home. I don't trust Blake Bortles. If you took Blake Bortles away, I would trust the rest of the team, but I don't trust Blake Bortles. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to go with the Dallas Cowpokes here, and I think they'll win this game. Yeah, and I'm, I'm on the Dallas Cowboys too. And, and just another one. You know, just to keep in mind, Blake Bortles, he is on record pace for pick sixes. Okay, uh, you know, last year, okay, in December, or mark that, in 2016, um, he threw a pick six. It was returned for 51 yards. At that time, that was his 11th pick six of the season, and that was in 2016. Okay, now I, I'm going to tell you, you cannot throw pick sixes in the NFL and last very long, but Blake Bortles has as he moved up and the rank to 25 for pick sixes in his career. He's got 13 now. So this guy has a habit of uh, doing it. And right now, I'm not saying the Dallas Cowboys defense is great, but that defensive line is going to be enough, I think, to to get this job done against Mr. Pick Six. And, of course, I'm talking about Blake Bortles. When they they get a quarterback Cuervo, I will go ahead and I might have a little faith. Until then, I just don't have it. And the Dallas Cowboys are at home, and they just lost last week. That's it. Thank you. Baltimore Ravens 3-2. They go into Tennessee to take on the Titans, who are also – three and two. This one I didn't even think very long on because I you know, the miracle workers that the Tennessee Titans are, I'm gonna tell you right now though, Baltimore I think has finally found the niche. I think they're in their zone. Um, you know, they're three and two uh in reality on offense. Uh the Titans in reality they can't score the uh touchdown when they need to do it and that is the problem with this football team in reality. But they are at home and that's the thing that scares me about this football team. Uh but both teams have lost uh one in a row. Uh so both of them lost last week, so someone's gonna be oh, you know, two in a row. And I think at this point I uh, Joe Flacco and what he's able to do, I'm looking at him right now, he's beginning to find a pace. 
Cuervo. I'm on Baltimore in this one over Tennessee. In reality, I know I probably got that home. Tennessee, so they just find a way to get it done at home. I should be on Tennessee, but I like the way Baltimore is moving right now. Yeah, you know, I do too. And, and, you know, the way that the Titans lost that game in Buffalo last week, it kind of – Oh, and it was Buffalo too. You know, it's a punch to the gut. It really is. So it it really has you thinking like, "Mm, you know, which way do you go in in this – in this, you know, game, you know, Baltimore, like you said, you know, playing some solid football. Uh, so all the, all the, you know, everything points in the direction of the Baltimore Ravens. And honestly, that's probably the direction I'm going to go. I, I, I think Baltimore just overall playing better, you know, Tennessee has lost some, you know, a couple of, you know, they've had, they've had, they've had some good luck, you know, beating the Eagles in overtime, but then last week, you know, I mean, they, they were winning most of the, most of that game, and then they gave it yeah. up at the end. So it's it, it it it's it's a punch to the gut. Yeah, this one's a tough one, Todd. A good, this football team finds ways to play uh, well against good football teams, and at home they they did it just not more than a few weeks ago. Who you got in this one? Yeah, it's a tough game only because they're at home. But the thing is, I don't know what Baltimore team is going to show. I mean, they. They struggled horribly last week, losing that game to the to the Browns. So the thing about it is, it, Tennessee home you always have to think about it, Sonny. But the reality is, Baltimore is still number one in the NFL in fewest points allowed, and that's a disaster for for uh, not successful situation for the Titans, who are struggling to score points, struggling to move the ball, 17 points a game. I don't really know what Mariota is going to be able to do against the Raven defense. I still would fear that that team defensively in the front seven. I just think that he'll make a mistake or two. And, again, I think the better quarterback comes through in this game. And I would just trust Joe Flacco. And the Ravens, uh, except for the Cleveland game and the Cincinnati game, have scored pretty well in the other three games. Despite the fact it's at home, uh, I I did decide to go with the Ravens here because I just think they're better. I don't think they'll, they'll slip up here. It's a game they have to win. Um, and Tennessee, you're not going to know what you're going to get on a weekly basis. I just trust the Ravens more for Flacco, especially to bounce back. He did not have the best game last week, so I, I'm picking Baltimore. I almost, I almost went Tennessee just because Tarvin went Tennessee. Tarvin was on fire. He was 12 and two last week, and this is the reason why you watch it'll be, it, it, it watch you watch Tennessee win this game somehow. It's going to make me mad. I, it, I just, I just don't have enough trust in the team. Yeah, I don't have enough faith in them uh, to get the job done. In reality, that takes us really quick. I don't have anything to say about it except Green Bay. They take on San Francisco. San Francisco. I, I like the I like that spark of the fire of the backup quarterback over there, and I think it's great um, that they're they're able to you know at least be in games. But it is Green Bay. It is Monday Night Football. It is Lambeau Field. It is tradition. It is experience. This is this is this could be a crushing game for San Francisco, as I think they're going to drop to one and five. I have nothing to say about this game. In reality, San Francisco is in the great big hole, and they're not going to be able to get out of it. Cuervo, are you on Green Bay on this one? Niners. You liar! Are you serious? Are you serious? He's a liar. He's a liar. 
I, I, I know Quavo too well, and I, I, I unless, unless, have you been smoking this morning? <laughs> Yeah, Come I, on, Sonny. You know I can't do that yeah. stuff. No. <laughs> yeah, I know you can't do no, that stuff, and you're not on it. And you, and you, and listen. I would bet every penny in my bank account that you would not be on the 49ers in Green Bay Monday Night Football prime time, ready to go. Uh, okay, for the record, you can you can pencil me down for the Packers, but I'm telling you, I'm going to be the <laughs> biggest 49ers fan. Uh, come Monday night, <laughs> just because well, I know I just you don't are. Like Green your Day. Bears need your Bears need your Bears need the Forty ers to come in big time. Absolutely. So, well, I mean, I want Green Bay to lose. <laughs> I, I I want them to go zero and sixteen every year, guys. Uh, every just, year, yeah. Throw all the cards on the table, okay? <laughs> I I I can't stand Denver just as much as you know. Todd probably you know hates either Kansas City or Oakland, so. Um, yeah, that's, that's just, that's just, I hate it, 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 it. okay. So Todd, who, what's the, who's the, the team that you can't stand the most? The Chargers. Chargers. It's got to be the Chargers. Yeah. Oh, the Chargers. got to be okay. the Chargers. Yes. Well, especially now because they live, they, because I'm forced to see them. I want to watch a game every week because I live here and it's a farce there and they're called the LA Chargers when they should still be the San Diego Chargers. But I can't stand I, them anyway. Uh, so they've always been to me the team that when I wanted to go, I'd go down to San Diego to watch my Broncos play them several times. So I always root against them and their fan base. So yeah, for me it's the Chargers, but uh, I don't hate the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, I really don't. I used to respect that rivalry, especially when Rich Gannon was there as quarterback. We had some great rivalries. I wish that rivalry would pick up again. But back to this game, um, this is what I look at. San Francisco is minus eight in turnover differential, which is a, a really bad thing. And as far as I'm concerned, Sonny, we talk about Aaron Rodgers. This is one game that he doesn't have to play. He doesn't have to play this game, and the Packers would be able to beat the 49ers. Beathard's had a lot right. of problems in this game. The Packers still have a top five statistical defense. What can the 49ers do to scare the Green Bay Packers? I really don't have a lot to say. Monday night's going to be stuck with this game. and But uh, this is one game that Aaron Rodgers could sit. And they would still easily defeat the San Francisco 49ers, who, who maybe who played tough for a half or so, but that's about the extent of it. Uh, I'm all over Green Bay. They're going to have an easy time of it Monday night, and I can't see any other way around it. Not, not good luck. Now, that having been said, of course, that's the name of this show. Where will we circle back to the early game where you went ahead and picked the Buffalo Bills over the Houston Texans at home? You said you're going to reserve your right to change the pick. You're on the clock. Are you going to change that pick? Because Sonny is going to change your pick. Um, so are you going to change that pick or are you going to stick with the Buffalo Bills over the Houston Texans in Houston. Yeah, you know what? You know, sometimes they tell you go with your first instinct. Uh, yes. So as crazy as it sounds, Sonny, I'm actually I'm going to do that. Look, if I get it wrong, I get it wrong. It is what it is. But I'm going to stick with the Buffalo Bills. I, I, you know, I, I'm looking at 
the situation with the Houston Texans. And offensively, like their guys are going to play, but they're but they've got some they've got some some uh, some wounds there that they're looking oh, at. Yeah. You know, Deshaun Watson chest injury. Uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I think he's got like a thigh injury, or Will Fuller's got an injury. Like all their key stars on their offense uh, are battling through injuries. So. Really, for Houston, you just kind of hope that you you survive this game without any major injuries to Hopkins or Watson or, or any of those other guys. So, um, with that said, I mean, it, it just it just I just have that that sneaking suspicion that you know that the Texans are going to look a little vulnerable today, and I think Buffalo is a team that can that can kind of pounce on that, and so. It, it may be another one-point win for the Bills today, but I think they're they're somehow, some way, going to find a way to win this football game. And and I am going to bounce back. I when I first looked at it, I picked Cleveland, um, and then I changed during the show with the Chargers. I I, I just don't trust that football team, and this is the game that they're going to drop. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the reason why in the first place I picked the Cleveland Browns, not because I think they're a better football team. It's just that San Diego, you know, is a football team that will drop a bad game sometime, and this is going to be that bad game. And I trust the dog pound. I, this. That Cleveland's gonna be rocking. You know that song, Cleveland Rocks. That's what's gonna happen today. This is a big game in reality for the season for the Cleveland Browns because really, theoretically, they could be four and one. They should be. They they, they should be four and two. Uh, you know, it, it, or maybe even three and th- uh, three and two. Um, and so I, I'm I'm actually gonna I'm gonna flop back to my original pick, which was Cleveland. I'm gonna go with the Browns. Cleveland rocks today, and so that's I'll shoot it over to Todd. Todd, do you want to make any changes on your picks that you have this week? I don't do that because I pick on my. Facebook site beyond the walls and I stick to my commitments and I can't change it. And I, I, I would agree that I, I'm not laughing at your Buffalo kicks, uh, by the way, I think it makes sense. Um, I think Houston's offensive line is the worst in football. I, I like the chargers. And yeah, but I agree but with you. Injured, by the for, way. Cleveland, for Cleveland, this is a big, big game for them because they the will in the message in, in about four years. Yeah. They'll send a message, Sonny, to the rest of the league if they come through and win this game. Um, I got a bigger question for you because I know we've only got about three minutes left in this show. Are you going to have the ability, have you considered doing a 5.30 a.m. show next week? Are you game before the London's kickoff? Are we sticking to the same time? I'm game. Are you going Otherwise, we're going to be going on when that game's on. Are you going to are you going to be able to get up and do an early call for you? I'll do it. Well, I, the the thing is, is that that would be probably too early for me. Um, it's even yeah. earlier for you guys. Uh, so yeah, I oh, don't I'll, think that's going to happen. So we'll we'll do our pick for that game, and when we come on air, we'll immediately go to that game and talk about the reasons why we had those picks. So we'll do the picks online uh, through Messenger and go through that. But no, we're not going to get up early. I mean, I, I don't think Quer- I, 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 Quervo being up early as he is right now. I mean, 
I, I can't. I, I, I being over here now that I'm over here in Arizona, we're on California time. It switches the mountains soon. But I don't know how you guys do it. That's a dedication. I probably would. So there you, you go. Know, so Claire, I'm used to it. Work I'm used to it, buddy, because I'm a soccer guy, and I even though they're not on this week, I'm always up early for ETL. So I'm always ready to roll. So Cuervo, would you be? Would you want to get up even earlier? Well, just 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 That's to jumping. kind of uh, make it clear, it, it would be thirty extra. It would be thirty minutes early. So we would be starting at six thirty. Uh, that's when the game starts, unless, unless you wanted to guys, you wanted to go before that, like be an hour earlier, uh, start at well, 6 a.m. Pacific, which would be 8 a.m. your time back in Texas, Sonny. I'm, I'm assuming you'll you be back by we'll then. You know what we'll do? This is what we'll do, guys, okay? Uh, this is what we'll do, um, if you want to do it. Um, we'll go over it. It's fine. We're, we're, we'll be out of here, everybody. Have a good one because we're going to go in overtime on this discussion. This is what I'm willing to do because I'll be up, okay? Um, what we can do is I have to have a half-hour break from 8.30 to 9 just because of Blog Talk Radio. So if you want to go at seven uh, 7.30 and talk an hour about that game, we can go ahead and do so. Or if it's a half-hour, it don't matter. So um, we can go ahead and do that. I just got to make sure I have the half hour. What do you think? Yeah, the half hour sounds about right. You're not going to need that much to talk about one game, but oh, we'll I'm game with that. Other things. Don't give, hey, listen, we'll talk about other things. Believe me, if this show could be five hours long, it would be every week. It would be just fine, at least for me. You have uh, and material. So, so Cuervo, do you want to go? Do you want to do that? Do you want to go on? It's where we end the show at eight thirty Central Standard Time for that half hour, or no? And and that answer could be no, and it won't matter to me. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if if that's the if that's what we have to do and adjust, you know, so that we can get a preview of that game before, um, then I will I will wake up. I will, you know, make I will get on and and we can do that. I'm. I'm I'm down for the cause, as they say. You, yeah, Amen. exactly. Get, get down for it. So we'll do that. We'll, we'll hop on at 7:30 and go to 8:30. We'll take a half hour break before we start the seven, uh, the Beautiful. nine o'clock uh, portion, the three hours, and then, and then we can have more time to talk a little bit about some of the other things that are going on in the NFL. So that is going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Three hours come and go. Thanks for the wake up call, wherever I appreciate it. Everybody have a good one. And I hear red zone in the background. That means it's time, Cuervo. Have a good day, my friends. We'll catch you later. I love that song, Cuervo. I know you do, Sonny. I like to turn it on at the end of the show. Right before we sign off so everybody knows what we're about. Yep. Absolutely. All right, my friend. I'll catch you later. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, have a good day. Enjoy, enjoy Red Zone or however you watch football. Absolutely. <laughs>